Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Monday. We're coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. Inside the studio with me today, I've got Tom Peavy and Brooks Childress. We've got quite the show lined up for you today on this Monday, 3.30. Justin Hokinson from Auburn Live will join our show to talk all things Auburn Spring Ball. We're counting down the days to A-Day. Also, We've got coming up in just a little bit at 4.15, Kevin Ives from Plainsman Parking Lot will be part of our show. Best and Worst of the Weekend, a nightly TV guide, birthdays and sports, and a whole lot more. So thank you again for listening to our show. We hope that everyone had an outstanding weekend. A lot took place in the weekend in sports. Exciting Final Four basketball games over the weekend. Auburn softball, a very exciting and thrilling series against the Florida Gators. Unfortunately, Auburn takes just one out of that but Auburn baseball goes to Baton Rouge they win two out of three against the LSU Tigers Walker Kessler wins the Naismith defensive player of the year while at the same time declaring for the NBA draft so several things happen over the weekend and we'll discuss it all on today's edition of Sports Call. Brooks Childress how are you on this Monday? I'm doing fantastic it was a phenomenal weekend in the world of sports um we continue to inch closer and closer to mlb opening day is thursday evening the braves take on the reds uh really excited about that the braves down to i think one more spring training game i think they're wrapping up the first or the uh second last one right now against the rays and they got one more against the rays tomorrow and then it's getting ready for spring training or uh opening day baseball finally uh, later this week, uh, big weekend, as you said, for Auburn baseball, taking two out of three on the road at LSU, a ranked LSU team that their bats have been really hot this year, and this Auburn pitching was able to keep them at bay for at least a little bit of it. And uh, Auburn was able to take advantage of some of the opportunities that the LSU presented them. They t- uh, got the win there, and then on the other side of the, the aisle, Auburn softball got one from Florida and still looking for that elusive series win over Florida. I haven't had one since, what, 2004 or something like that. And it's uh, it, it continues to elude them when they play the Gators, but still a very, very fun series, a very eventful series. I'm sure we'll get into more of that later on as we go on to the show. And then we had a big Final Four weekend this weekend. Kansas and North Carolina both, both punching their tickets to the national championship game tonight. Should be a really, really fun game between the two coaches that succeeded, uh, Roy Williams at those uh, – schools uh bill self was the immediate successor to roy williams at kansas and uh we see now um hubert davis, hubert davis yeah taking uh taking over at north carolina after roy williams retired last year and in his first year gets them the national title game so really really fun matchup with in in the uh basketball world tonight south carolina got a big win winning a national title last night in the women's game and um, yeah, should be a fun week. Getting ready for Do Masters we say it's Week. Do we the Masters Week yet? Masters Brooks? Week, yeah. 
Monday at the Masters, so we're I mean, getting holy ready. Holy cow, we got a lot of things happening. Can't wait for uh, this weekend. Still, still on Tiger Woods' watch too, because you've been getting some cryptic tweets out there. Tiger Woods has said he hasn't announced if, or has not decided whether he's going to play or not. But then yesterday, the Masters tweeted out a picture of him and said that he was there to prepare for his, uh, I think, twenty fourth Masters or something like that. So who knows if Tiger's going to play? But it's a fun, fun week in sports, and can't wait to talk about everything. Can't wait to get to our calls. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. What does your gut tell you? You think Tiger plays? I don't know. I think he's going to give it a go. I think that he's he's at least going to try. The uh, the fact that he's there in Augusta, I think he's going to give it a go. I, after the first round, I don't know if he'll be able to make it, depending on uh, how, how well he's got to get the up and down. The body holds up. Yeah, and- get, get up and down those hills there in Augusta. But I, I think that he gives it a go on Thursday. Tom, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, great weekend for me. Uh, got to uh, Saturday. Got to go up uh, outside of Atlanta and uh, see my my good buddy Brian, my my brother from another mother. Heck yeah! Uh, spent some time up there with uh, with him. And Shout his, out to Brian. There you go. Uh, uh, him and his family. I uh, don't get to see him as often as I'd like to, but uh, it's his birthday, so went up there and hung out with him for the weekend. Had a good time and uh, and and I tried to keep track as much sports as I could uh, on my phone. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I was glad to see Auburn take that series over LSU. Disappointed in Auburn softball um, for the way they had been hitting the ball uh, and then to get shut down, um, especially in that last game like they did. Uh, it was cool that they got one win over Florida, but it would like to see more. Obviously, there was some, some uh, controversy there in yeah. that last game with uh, Florida head coach Tim Walton kind of getting into it with some of the Auburn fans. It nothing like. new when if you're thinking about SEC softball. Nothing well, new that Tim Walton getting into it with, uh, with just somebody. anybody. Yeah, so – uh, but uh, it, you mentioned it, Brooks. That it, it, this is my favorite week of the year, uh, when it comes to sports. Some people like Olympics. Some people like, uh, I guess, Final Four weekend. Some people like College World Series week. Some people like Little League World Series week. Masters week is my week. It, this is this is the one that I look forward to every year. Uh, pretty much just have chalked it up that I'm not going to be doing anything over the weekend. <laughs> except watching the Masters. And uh, I have been fortunate enough to be able to go to the Masters. Uh, I was about to ask, have you ever been able to go? I have been on Sunday rounds. Wow. Uh, the times that I've been have been on Sunday rounds of the Masters. Um, I think I've been either two or three times. I know I was there. I, I was there, the uh, Bubba Watson one, where he uh, hit the one off of 10. He was over in the pine straw yeah. and, and hit kind of the big the hook around the corner Shot. on the green. I was at that Masters. Um I forget who won the I, – I think it's been two that I've been to. Or three total, two others that I've been to. But they were all Sunday rounds that I've been there to the Masters. And, yeah, just an incredible environment, an incredible tournament. I love everything about the history of it, uh, all the traditions of it. It's just – it's one of the greatest sporting events there is. And so I, I'm looking forward to that. And, yeah, just looking forward to a lot of the other stuff that's going on. Uh, obviously, college basketball wrapping up. Uh, go Jayhawks. You know what I saw pop up on my and, timeline? And I know, I know Ryan Lavoie's lurking around here with his UNC shirt yeah, on. Yeah, he's ready for this. The only reason I say go Jayhawks is because my bracket, my main bracket, the right. one which is here for the office, I have had Kansas winning the national title in that one. So I got to go with the Jayhawks. You got to stay with your guy. I, I like st- it. I got to stay with the Jayhawks. I've had I was them heartbroken. I've had them winning the title, and here we are with a chance for me to be correct. You know what just popped up on the timeline? What Brooks? just popped up on the timeline? It's going down in Augusta. Did he say he's playing? No. Or, oh, 
Chris Vernon show. Oh, Bringing yeah. back Masters Updates. Yes, sir. And, and wanted awesome. to remind people that for the third straight year, it's yes, going sir. down in Augusta. Huh? That's It's an incredible part Nothing of Masters going Week. going down in Augusta. Huh? Yeah, we'll play <laughs> that audio for you a little bit do you, later. Do you want to know? people what, to understand. You want to know the coolest thing about being at the Masters in Augusta National? Other than, I mean, obviously the golf and the environment. I'd say the Masters in general. Yeah. But there, there's like one thing in particular there that really sets itself apart from other sporting events. The food? Yeah, the food. The cost. Because it's, it's like so two cheap. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. There's no corporate sponsors. So uh, you're not having to pay for that right. corporate sponsorship Man. with stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, a pimento cheese sandwich, which is like the – now, I don't eat that because I don't like mayonnaise. And obviously, pimento cheese is mayonnaise stuff. So – uh, but that's like their big staple, um, turkey sandwiches and pimento cheese sandwiches is kind of like the thing, but yeah, they're like $2 or $3 when you go get sodas or beer there. It, it's not Coca-Cola or anything. It just says soda, diet, soda, lemon, lime soda. Now you can look behind the tent and see that they're pumping out Coca-Cola, yeah. diet Coke and Sprite. But what is visible to you is just soda, diet, soda, Sprite, or, uh, cool. lemon, lime. And then on the beer selection, it's, uh, you know, it's. Uh, light beer I, th- I think it's uh domestic beer light domestic import you can look back there behind and you can see it's a bud light a budweiser and i think a yingling but they're not labeled up front and so you're you're paying like literally two dollars for a big cup of beer not too so, shabby yeah so i mean you can get like a, you can get like a, a turkey sandwich and a beer for four dollars man you're paying 30 for that at some yeah. at some stadiums so three, that, that's the really cool thing. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over one hundred and ten years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Our first caller today, Tony from Tuskegee. Tony has called into the program. Hi, Tony. Yeah, how y'all doing? Great. How are you? All right. Yeah. I just wanted to remind you about the. Uh, Conversation we might have had about a month ago about Walker Kessler. Goodbye, Auburn. He said. Yeah. Um. I, I, I honestly, I, that kind of surprised me. I, I really thought Kessler was going to come back, and it sounded like uh, at least a week ago there was a lot of optimism uh, from a lot of different people that he may be coming back. And so I. That that one kind of surprised me. Now Jabari leaving will not surprise me. Whenever he officially makes the guy. announcement, that that's not surprising. I watched the guy all year. It, it, you know, it didn't. It didn't. Um, hello. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Yeah, it it, it, it didn't surprise me when you all say somebody's dad had been orthopedic surgeon and his dad had been orthopedic surgeon and all that. Right. But that kid likes basketball. Kid likes basketball. So that that really I don't I didn't think that was the decision for it. I mean kids like basketball, you can come back to Auburn and get a degree, you know, if you know if he's not successful in three or four years, but you can't go to the NBA six, seven years you know, later. Yeah, you got to go when it's your time. When when it calls and you've got a chance to make that money and and, and start your professional career, you got to gamble and take the risk. And so that's what Walker's going to do. Well, I I was just going to jump in real quick. The the, Part of what I was saying in in particular with with Walker Kessler when it comes to the orthopedic surgeon deal, it's not something that I was assuming. It's not something that I just kind of came up with and, hey, there's a possibility. 
I was hearing from people who had talked to him and had, I mean, from other folks, that he w- that his main interest was to become an orthopedic surgeon and that basketball is not really the thing that he's that much as interested in as he is becoming a doctor. And if your dream is to become a doctor, that takes a lot of schooling. And if you spend time in the NBA, that's going to set you back from your plans to do that. And so that's why I thought he might stick around here at least for another year and then see what happens. And, and But that was coming from people that I had talked to that had heard from him and things like that. So it's not something that I just came up with. Well, but when you look at it, you say it's not all about money, which is not – I mean, it's the love of what he likes doing as a kid now. Sure. You know, money is there. Yeah, but, but also you have to understand that we have seen time and time again there are players – that jump to the pros and will be willing to make the very bare minimum. I mean, it's guys that will jump to the pros knowing that they might be like a third or a fourth round draft pick. And I'm looking at football. They might be a third or fourth round draft pick. And it's not going to pay them nearly as much as if they were to come back for a year and maybe become a first round draft pick. But their family situations are such that they need to go ahead and do what they can because they may have a kid that they're having to that they need to hurry up and try to help support. They may have mom and dad that are in just a terrible financial situation and they need to go ahead and help them. So they feel uh, they feel compelled to make that decision earlier on than they probably should because at least what they're going to make is going to help out their family. And so well, they, you see that. But Walker Kessler is not in that situation. As far yeah, as I know, he doesn't have saying. a kid, and I know his parents are, are perfectly fine. So... That's what I mean by money is not a situation. He's not in a situation where he's got to help somebody out. Well, see, that's 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 the way I I looked at it. You know, the kid, you know, kids playing basketball. He he loved the game. He's not hurting for anything. His family is not hurting for anything. The guy probably is smart, probably way ahead in school. You know, and um, it's just something don't happen for everybody being drafted. You know. To the NBA, you know, so oh, sure. that's, you know, that's just something, a uh, 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 lifetime thing for him, you yeah. know. And, and, and it is, but I also think that another year in college would have benefited Kessler, mainly because he needed to, I think, I personally just think he needed another year to work on his shot. Um, he, he's great at blocking shots, and he's great, he's great at getting the ball on the inside and scoring from close range. But that's a dime a dozen in the NBA. Yeah, well, uh, se- well, seven footer. The, the NBA is full of seven footers, and, well, and they're full of seven footers that can shoot from three and can shoot mid range and everything. Walker Kessler has not shown that he can do that on a consistent level, and that's why well, I, my main thing is I thought he should come back and work on that. Well, well, I'm gonna just say, you and I, somebody has told him something, and uh, somebody's got some belief in him, and. Like you say, the guy, he don't have any pressure on it. Sure. He can go to the development league and, 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 and stay there a year, two, three years, or whatever, but there's no pressure on him. Right. You know, so, but just to be drafted in, you know, in the NBA, and I don't I you know, I, I thought it was the best thing could have happened because, you know, but I'm, I'm, you know, I hope he succeeds. You know. Oh, I mean, we we all hope he succeeds, and and yeah, I I hope I hope he gets to the if he's projected as a first rounder, 
Uh, I don't know if that holds or not, but I mean, if he goes in the first round, he he may not have you know if if he develops enough, he may not have to spend a whole lot of time in in the developmental league. But I'd like him to prove me wrong. I'd like him to. Uh, show up in the pros and start hitting mid-range and threes and, and show that he can be a seven-footer that can do a little bit of everything instead of just being a shot blocker. Because like I said, it's a dime a dozen in the NBA. You have got to you have to be able to show that you're multi-tooled in the NBA. You can't just be a pure shot blocker and do nothing else. You have to be able to score. Walker Kessler becomes the first Naismith Defensive Player of the Year in Auburn men's basketball history, and he declares for the 2022 NBA draft. Tony, we appreciate the phone call. We All got right, a break thanks. coming up. Good to hear from you, All buddy. Right. Thanks. All right, that's Tony from Tuskegee joining us there on the program. Gentlemen, it's time for us to take our first commercial break on today's show. On the other side, we'll celebrate some birthdays and continue to take your phone calls next here on Sports Call. of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Auburn's first Auburn's favorite, J.J. Jackson, Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress inside the studio, April 4th, 2022. Appreciate uh, Tony from Tuskegee calling in a moment ago. What we want to remind you of, we've been talking about it at the end of last week, and we're going to continue to talk about it for the next few weeks, very important stuff. We have now published our 2022 Sports Call Listener Survey. Why is that important, you may ask? Well, because of the fact that we haven't done it in three years. And the feedback that we get is really, really important. Hadn't been done before I took over as the host of this program, and I just wanted to hear from the listener. Some people, you know, you don't call in every day, and when you call in, you don't necessarily give us feedback on what you like or don't like about the show, and if you're not comfortable calling in but still enjoy listening to us for entertainment purposes, well, we want to appease you. What do you like about Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show? Since we've done the survey, we're now three hours. The last time we did a survey, we asked you, would you listen to a third hour of Sports Call? And if you did listen to a third hour of Sports Call, would you rather it be from 3 to 4 Central or that additional hour be from 6 to 7, making the show from 4 to 7 or from 3 to 6? The overwhelming majority of the votes were absolutely give us another hour of Sports Call and please make sure it's 3 to 6 because dinner time comes around. We're grateful for that because we like to get out of here yes. after after 6 and be able to get go get some dinner some se- ourselves. But that is the importance of the Sports Call survey and it takes no time at all. It's on our social media feeds, Facebook and Twitter at Sports Call AU. Please, please, please leave us some feedback. It means a lot, guys. 
Yeah, I mean, we like like you said, we get a we get a lot of interactions with our callers uh, on the air, and then sometimes you'll see, uh, we see you guys out and when we're out and about and uh, at remote shows, and you'll come by and talk to us. But it's not necessarily a you know, it, it's not really you. Do, a lot of times, you don't feel comfortable walking up to someone while they're doing you know their job or something, saying, "Hey, you could do this better." Right. It, you're not walking up to the good Walmart. point. It's entirely anonymous. Yeah. You're not walking up to the Walmart person stacking the shelves. And, hey, you know, you could stack that shelf a little bit better. <laughs> but so this is a way that you tell us if there's a, if there's a segment that you like that you want to hear more of. I know Tom has been uh, been uh, trying to get Town Name Tuesday brought back, and that would be really fun to do it. Wacky um, Wednesday. If there's a segment that you say, hey, I don't really like that. And maybe, you know. If People are obsessed with sports call trivia. Yeah. That's what we always yeah. hear when we do the survey. So that's why we've been kind of slacking on that lately because it takes a little bit to put together. But that's why we keep doing it because people really enjoy it. The survey is really important, Tom. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we just like to hear back from everybody. We, we can come up with some different ideas on our own. And, and all of us have ideas on what we would like to see for the future of this. But with the survey, we might get an idea thrown our way that we haven't even thought of. And so that's why that's important. And just to get a, you know, a feel for the pulse of the listeners out there and what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Uh, you may hate the sound of my voice and I might need to go on somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully you don't say that in a survey. <laughs> I've been told before people don't enjoy my voice in a survey before. And yet here we are still winning awards well, and doing go. my thing. And look. Get used to it. Can't do a whole lot about it. Hey, it works for I'm Beth. Me, I do it works, me. It, it works, works for, for Beth, Beth Mowens. That's the, the you know, hey, <laughs> Ole Miss Twitter got a hold of me. Beth Mowens is calling an Auburn and Ole Miss baseball game a few weeks back. That was a lot of fun. I'm like, very original. I've heard that 45 uh, times in my life. Uh, but no, we really do appreciate the feedback. Uh, Even if some of it is a little negative or, or critiques come in, we appreciate it. You got to take with the. We got take thick the, skin. Sure, we do. Uh, we got to. You got to take the negative with the the positive, and that's part it's of the being. The only in, way to improve. That's part of being in this business. All right, let's do this as we do it every single day. We celebrate the fine birthdays in sports. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. Birthdays in sports here today on April fourth, twenty twenty two. Let me tell you who's celebrating a birthday. Reuben Foster is turning twenty eight years old. Free agent linebacker, a consensus All-American in high school. Foster was regarded as the best linebacker prospect of his class before committing to Alabama, where he played from 2014 to 2016 from Auburn High School. His final season where he was awarded the Buckus Award, which is given to the nation's best linebacker. He was drafted by the 49ers in the first round of the 2017 NFL Draft. Reuben Foster is turning 28 years old. Yeah, committed to Auburn, had the Auburn tattoo on his forearm, and then uh, last second flipped to Alabama. And a lot of people think that he was kind of playing Auburn yeah. on that on that whole deal. All right, Grady Jarrett is celebrating his birthday today, a defensive tackle for the Atlanta Falcons. Jarrett attended Rockdale County High School, where he was a four-year starter and a two-time All-State selection. He also won a heavyweight wrestling championship as a senior. He attended Clemson from 2011 to 2014 and was first-team All-ACC as a senior. 2015, he's drafted in the fifth round by the Atlanta Falcons. He is a two-time Pro Bowler. Grady Jarrett is celebrating his birthday today. Heavyweight wrestling title. Yeah. Wow. Pretty wild. Diverse. Pretty wild. Frank Kaminsky celebrating a birthday. A forward for the Phoenix Suns. In high school, Kaminsky was an All-State player and signed with Wisconsin in 2011. He played for the Badgers all four years and as a senior was named Big Ten Player of the Year, Big Ten Tournament MVP, and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award. 
he lost the national championship game against Duke in 2015 and was selected ninth overall in the 2015 NBA draft. Frank Kaminsky is celebrating his birthday today. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank, indeed. Jack Del Rio is celebrating his birthday today, the defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Del Rio was a four-year starter at USC, and as a junior, he made third-team 1983 All-America team. As a senior, Del Rio earned consensus All-American honors, was a runner-up of the Lombardi Award, and named co-MVP of the Rose Bowl. Del Rio was hired by the New Orleans Saints in 1997 and worked his way up the ranks, eventually made it to head coach. He was the head coach of the Jaguars. Jack Del Rio is celebrating his birthday today. He was a coach. How, how many years was he coach at the Jags? I'd have, that's not in uh, my bio here in front of me, but uh, a good number, a few years. Yeah, I was say, he was there for a few years. And then he was at the uh, he was at the Raiders too. Wasn't that's he? right. That's exactly Man. right. Jack Del Rio today, turning 58 years old, and Brooks Childress. To answer your question, he was there with Jacksonville from 2003 until 2011. Wow! Yeah, that was long, a long run. Time. And his son played at Florida. Didn't yes. He? Yeah. Yep. You're exactly right. So Jack Del Rio is celebrating his birthday today, April 4th, 2022. If you're if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you. A very happy birthday. All right, that's birthdays in sports. Let's take our next commercial break. On the other side, more of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Call in and chat with us, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 This is Sports Call. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Welcome back in. It's Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. This is the instrumental for Industry Baby. Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, the duo, performed this song last night at the Grammys. Did you guys watch the Grammys at all? Didn't watch a second. Uh, I didn't either. I saw there was a uh, one of the comedians that did presented had like a big helmet on for the f- making fun of the Will Smith <laughs> incident. Said that if we were getting on stage to roast people, we were required to wear these now. <laughs> That is so clever. That is so clever. That's why, you know, I, I, yeah, like I said, I had no, uh, I knew it was happening. I had other things to do. I did not watch the Grammys, but I was aware of the fact that I liked Jack Harlow a lot and he was performing with Lil Nas X this song. Every, and I enjoy the song. Everyone said last weekend that they forgot the Oscars was on till the day of. Right. I knew the Oscars was coming up, but I this weekend it was I was that way. I didn't know the Grammys were happening until I was sitting in here for doing softball and I saw someone pop up. Who's your preferred table at the Grammys? I'm like the Grammys are tonight. <laughs> Goodness gracious! How do you like? You ever watch the Grammys, Tom? No, no. If somebody was like, "Hey, the Grammys are on," I'm like, "Oh, okay." Do you ever watch the Oscars? No. Do you ever watch the Emmys? No. Have you ever watched any of these? Like, I mean, I have. Okay. I have right. before. Like but in passing, yeah. It's not appointment television for me. Th- I, so there it, are some. You know, we talk about sports watch parties. There are some crazy watch parties 
for those other events. So, so here, part of the reason that I have absolutely no interest in anymore is that they have now become so politicized and nine times out of 10, they don't align with (laughs) a lot of the stuff that I really believe in. And so, uh, I just don't pay attention to it because I know if I watch them, I'm I'm going to get raving mad about mm-hmm. something or somebody or something that happened that was said or uh, any and I just I just ignore it. They, it's not anybody I'm interested in. Uh, there, there's no major movies or television shows that I am just just vitally interested in. I hope they win an award. And there's no musicians or anything that right now I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm you know I'm on pins and needles to see if they're going to be awarded for something. I just don't care. I just don't know any of the movies anymore. Like well, they, the too. the I want to pull up the Oscar uh, nominations, but most of the time the movies that win stuff in the Oscars, I'm I, I've never heard of in my life. I've never heard of these people in my life. Um, and now you know same thing with any sort of music awards now unless it's like an old school somebody mostly yeah. new artists and stuff you know especially if it you know if it comes to like rap or pop or something like that i just i don't have a clue like, i have no idea who these people are because i am have become that old man i'm look, looking at the oscars actor in his leading role i know all of these actors will smith uh, sure. Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Denzel Washington—I know all of them. Right. But I, the only movie I'm looking at this right now, the only movie that I could tell you what it was about is King Richard, which is what Will Smith won for. Right. Being in the Ricardos, no idea. I, I think that's like the Lucy, the like I Love Lucy movie. He actually won the award for that. Yeah, he won actor in a leading role. I really wanted to see King Richard. I forgot that movie existed, but I saw the trailer. King Richard is about Serena and Venus's Williams' yep. father, right? Yep. That's that movie, correct? Yes. I really uh, okay. wanted to see that movie. And then the other, and, and I totally forgot that it existed. I never did. And Will Smith wins the darn award for it. Then for the best actor, best actor in a leading role. Yeah, is that his first Oscar win? No, he's won an Oscar before. I think. Oh, okay, I think we'll have to do some research. But the other movies that were, you know, that people were nominated in the actor for a leading role: The Power of the Dog, Tick Tick Boom, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Never like didn't know these movies were a thing. Um, the only reason I've heard of. You know, you keep going down. Coda, did not know Coda existed as a movie. Belfast, I knew that existed because it was coming out like last week. I think that's the problem with some of these. It's like the a lot of these movies were just, you know, just coming out and somehow they get on the, the Oscar list. It's like, you got to give us some time to see the movies before you nominate them. You know who has the most Oscars of all time? Uh, is it, um, what's her name? Meryl Streep? Uh, not Meryl Streep, is it? You have a guess, Tom? It's not Meryl Streep. No. Um, it's not Hanks. No. I, I can't think who it is. It's Walt Disney. He won okay. 26 of them. Ah. That is that sense. fair? I mean... Uh, well, I mean, Walt Disney was not personally acting in these that yeah. he won. I mean, these are Disney movies and Disney things. That I just looked up the yeah. trivia question, who has the most Oscars of yeah, all time, and it kind says of a, Walt Disney. That, that's kind of a he trick. He won 26 yeah, of them. Yeah, that's kind of a trick question. Just asking. I just asked the questions around here. Don't hate me. I uh, hope to chat with Justin Hokuson from Auburn Live here in just a little bit. Don't hate who me. Has the the most, uh, who has the most Grammys of all time? I wouldn't even know where to start. LL Cool J. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he always hosts it, so... 
I don't know. Who has the most? Michael Jackson? So the Grammys, that's music. Yeah. Right? But it's like only like poppy music, I want, it feels like, no. right? You've got best R&B album. You've got best country album. Okay, um, my my fault. Everything it, it's it. There's. A, I just feel like I see the trendy people yeah, out there. That that's because that's the most popular. That's what they're going to put on TV. It's like you get all you know. You can win a Grammy for like best classical album of the year, but they're not putting that portion on TV. I see. They're doing that okay. at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Where it's like, hey, here you go. Now get out of your seat. Taylor Swift's coming in in like five <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> you uh. You listen to the best classical album of the year? I have no idea what the best classical album of the year would be. Would you listen to it? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. I'm a classical music guy. I've been to the symphony several times. <laughs> that makes you one? Yeah. What instrument would you play in the orchestra? Trombone, like I played in band. They have those in the orchestra? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I've always been a... I'm thinking I, more... When I think of orchestra, I think more of the strings instruments. Tom, you were a trombone Tommy, right? I played drums. Oh. My sister played trombone. You like how I named him Trombone Tommy? Trombone Tommy. No. Like what strings shorty. instrument would you play? If I had to play a string instrument, yeah. which would I be? Because uh, I'm thinking about the orchestra, and apparently there are some yeah. trombones in the orchestra. But I, Well, I that's just, a symphony, but yeah, I mean. What is the orchestra? Uh, well, so you have a... Orchestra would... Is the performance... No, no, no. Orchestra would be your ensemble, but I mean, it's got strings and instruments. A band would be just wind and percussion, and like woodwinds, brass percussion would be band. Uh huh. Like a symphonic band. Right. An orchestra would be that and strings. Okay. And so. And maybe even a chorus along with it. But uh, yeah, an orchestra would have strings. I'm looking at the the Grammys list now because I'm just curious. Album of the year is "We Are" by John Baptiste. I don't know who that is. John Baptiste is the house band for the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Like he's the guy that does the Late Show house band, and he's got he won Album of the Year yesterday. And I've I've never I did not know that he had an album any sort of albums out. Is it good? I guess, well, they, I think they used one of the songs. One of the songs that he did is the March Madness song where they're like prancing around the streets of New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the songs. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga had an album that was nominated. Justin Bieber was in there. Um, Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, Her, Lil Nas X, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, Kanye West. And... It, it's it's like the one that won. I haven't. I didn't know was a thing. I, apparently, ABBA was uh, was uh, nominated for Record of the Year. What year is this? I don't know. But it's twenty twenty two. I'm just confused now. Impressive. Eight eight seven thirty four zero one toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. Justin Hokinson. We hope to uh, catch up with him here in just a little bit. Kevin Ives. Will join us. Auburn baseball, a big series win against LSU. We had another scrimmage for Auburn football over the weekend. And uh, we joked about it last week with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer that uh, we're going to have to ask everybody about quarterbacks a million times until we actually get to football being played. Right, guys? Yeah, well, and now I guess we, I guess we can officially start talking about football now that the basketball season's gone. We don't Even, have to. Well, yeah. Uh, the pessimism for Auburn football is at like a crazy level right now. But uh, yeah, talk about quarterbacks. Uh, who's it going to be? 
I mean, and right now there's no telling. Yeah, T.J. Finley, be, of course. A, well, and that's the thing. It sounds like T.J. Finley's been getting most of the reps, but gracious, T.J. Finley did not look right. very good last year. Right. It's going to be interesting. You know, they always talk about what does a full off season do for somebody, knowing yeah. that you're the guy and kind of the mindset there. I'm curious if that's the adjustment that T.J. Finley can make. Uh, Calzada still hurt, still wearing the yellow uh, non-contact jerseys at that quarterback spot, holding Gardner, the freshman, and Robbie Ashford, a transfer from Oregon, in the mix as well after D. Davis has uh, transferred away from the program. So uh, A-Day coming up this weekend. We made some monthly predictions about A-Day, uh, which are always fun because you just never know what that event is going to look like. You think there's going to be a good turnout? No. No? Mm-mm. What do you think, Brooks? Um, I, I mean, I think it will be a decent turnout. Yeah. It's not I, I'll, t- be. I, I'll tell you this. I think there's going to be more excitement for Auburn playing Vanderbilt and baseball across the street than there will be for an A-Day football game. That uh, People are just not very excited about football right now. That the, the excitement level for anything to do with Auburn football feels about as low as I can remember. Maybe, maybe going back to the uh, – I mean, ugh, honestly – it feels like it, it. Honestly, feels like some of those last couple of Gene Chizik years, but where the see, the excitement level was just at bottom. Like nobody cared. The thing about it is, it's not like you're seeing pessimism out there either. It's not like everybody's you know talking. Oh, football. It's just it's basketball has taken so much sure. of the attention that no one really cares. It, well, there's that, but I mean, there's also there just hasn't really been anything to get excited about yeah. with football. Um, the recruiting class really just was not very good. So there's. There's not anything that you can just point to and go, oh, my gosh, we cannot wait to see these guys on the field. So there's not that. You just got through with it. everybody thought that Brian Harson was done, that we would be looking, you know, have a brand new coach right now because apparently the, the, the powers that be were ready to run him out of town and figured that even if that didn't work, that, it, you know, it was such a bad situation that he wasn't going to be able to stay. But he's still here. So people are still down in the dumps about that. People are still down in the dumps about the way that the season ended last year. Um, it's just kind of a combination of things. Basketball, the excitement level for basketball uh, from this past season and still looking at next year with the recruiting class that Bruce Pearl's bringing in. And now you've got baseball doing some really good things, winning series over you know Texas A&M and over LSU. So there's excitement there. I, there just hasn't been a whole lot to get excited for for football. Yeah, gymnastics is going to the gym, Nationals. Well, Gymnat well and and yeah gymnastics, uh, obviously they were already good. But you bring in somebody like Suni Lee and you add that to to uh, to Devin and and the rest of the uh, Darian, um, and so yeah you've got all this other stuff going on that is, is looking positive and Auburn fans are getting behind and and wanting to feel that sense of happiness because right now it just doesn't feel like there's a lot to be excited about and a lot to be happy with with football. I mean it's there. Yeah, hope it's going to be good, but there just hasn't been anything lately that just makes you want to jump out of your seat and get excited for Auburn football. Price Symphonies numbers one and three from Yannick Nedzid Seguin, the conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra, won a best classical orchestral performance at the Grammys this year. Please discuss that at the dinner table this evening. Sure will. Uh, with your dear family, you Brooks, and then the rest of our listeners. I hope they bring up for. Uh, Dinner time conversations a little bit later today. All right, one final timeout here in the opening hour of the show. Sports Call continues in a moment.
need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. April is here, April 4th, 2022. J.J. Jackson with Brooks Childress and Tom Peavy inside our studio. Still to come a little bit later, we're going to have our best and worst of the weekend, a nightly TV guide. Kevin Ives from the Plainsman parking lot will be a part of our show at 4.15. At some point, we hope to reconnect with Justin Hokinson from Auburn Live and on three sports. It's going to be an awesome show. We're already off to a good start. And if you want to be a part of the program, call in. 334-887-3401 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SportsCallAU And again, Brooks, we want you to please submit your thoughts to our Sports Call survey. Any thoughts that you have about the show takes no time at all to go to our social media feeds and fill out that survey. Yeah, if you want to hear more Oscars talk, more Grammys talk, tell us in the in the Sports <laughs> Call uh, survey. If you want to hear less of it, you can also tell us that too. If you want to hear about B's penises falling off. <laughs> you want to hear about the best opera recording of the year, which yeah. went to uh, someone. I, I can't read all these names, but yeah. Someone won best opera recording at the uh, at the uh, Grammys last night. How quickly do you fall asleep? Yeah, you know, I listening mean, to Oscars talk. Yeah, uh, you know, like we we discuss everything on the show from Town Name Tuesday to now Wacky Wednesday to uh, haven't been able to do Wacky Wednesday in a few days. Uh, in a few weeks, I should, last week we had a softball game. This Wednesday, we've got a softball game. Next Wednesday, we've got a softball game that's going to end the show early, so it might be a little bit before Wacky Wednesday comes back. Uh, the alliteration just works. I don't know that the topics would go that well on another day of the week, but we and the fact that Tom's here on Wednesdays is what and we I'm, really like and about I'm it. I'm pretty wacky, you know. I mean, you can always do a manic Monday. <laughs> this is true. He said, he said, and I'm pretty wacky. I'm pretty wacky. Oh yeah. Uh, so Auburn football, they've got a day coming up on Saturday. Uh, everyone wants to talk about the quarterback position, but as you look at the rest of the offense. The offensive line is something that people want to discuss, and there have been injuries there in spring ball with several players just uh, not even a part of spring as they're recovering from uh, surgeries or whatever the case may be. It's going to be a different-looking unit on A-Day in comparison to what we're likely going to see to start the year, and and that's just one of the position groups. But I know if you go into an Auburn football season every single year, this goes back to – the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, I'm sure. Every single year, people want to know, well, what is the offensive line going to look like? Are they going to be able to take care of the quarterback and the running back? And the thing is, right now, we just don't know. Because like you said, there, it was already not a good situation. You had some guys coming back that you kind of felt good about, but now you've gotten some injuries sacking up. But the thing is, there's no depth there. Sure. So, so that I think depth is the biggest problem, uh, and, and that stems uh, – we, we've eventually going to have to get out of, of blaming Gus Malzahn for stuff, but this is still a situation that is a, is a leftover from the Gus Malzahn times where they just could not recruit offensive linemen here for, well, I say for whatever reason. I know the reason. The reason is because the system was not good for getting linemen to the NFL. Um, convincing offensive linemen that they – can succeed in this system is is vital but right now the depth is not there uh the talent overall is not there i think there are some good players there but the overall talent 
is not where it needs to be, and the overall depth is is absolutely not where it needs to be. So offensive line is a huge concern, and especially when you're looking at breaking in a brand-new quarterback, most likely, um, you know, I – Oh goodness! I, I just find I I just find it hard to believe that T.J. Finley is going to be your starting quarterback. But even then, let's just say it is T.J. Finley, and I mean I'm saying breaking in a new starting quarterback. I mean you're still kind of are because yeah, while Finley started the last little bit of the season, he still looked like a deer in the headlights, especially against Alabama. He looked lost, and uh, yeah, there's still a lot that he's got to learn. So. Yeah, I mean, I think offensive line, you're still breaking in a new quarterback, even if it's T.J. Finley. And, you know, we, we've talked about it. It's been said thousands of times, however many times we've talked about an offensive line. You, you're you in the SEC. You're in the Southeastern Conference. Everybody's got an elite defensive line. And so mm-hmm. that's the biggest problem when you're Auburn is you, you can put together some decent offensive linemen. But unless you've got a, an offensive line that can stand up to the Alabamas, the Georgias, the LSUs, the Texas A&Ms, the Floridas of the, the conference uh, defensive line-wise, there, there's not a lot you can do. And like, like you were saying, uh, Tom, you've got T.J. Finley, who this is a really good opportunity for him to separate himself in this quarterback battle because you've got two guys. We said last week you've got two, three guys that are coming in having to learn this offense. One of them, your probably your top competition, is hurt and can't you know go fully. So you you've got yourself a really really prime chance to separate yourself and to impress the coaches to say, hey, I am getting better. But when you get into that game situation. It, it's a whole different story. We've seen that so many times with these Auburn quarterbacks. I, I think the biggest uh, example, a few years back, Jeremy Johnson, everyone was saying uh, he's the guy. Like, you know, you, we see him in practice, he's the guy, he's the guy. And then it got to game time, and like you said, it, it, it looked like the headlights hit him, and he just stood there. There yeah. was nothing he could do. And it's you, you've got to be able to come into this season. One, you've got to if, – if you're T.J. Finley – and I think this was a problem when you had Bo Nix here, you've got to come into the season with confidence in your offensive line. Because if not, T.J. Finley's not as mobile as Bo Nix was, and so if you try to scramble out of it, it's not going to give you the same results as some of the Bo Nix plays. Bo Nix made some good plays with his legs, either running or getting out of the pocket and making some throws down the field. I don't know if T.J. Finley's capable of doing that at this point, but he's got he's got to prove himself in this spring, he's got to he's got to take advantage, separate himself. Because if you go into the season and he, you know, you you've got the same problem that you've had the last few years, where you don't have confidence in your offensive line, that can be a really really big problem very early. A day coming up on Saturday, and uh, one o'clock start, you'll be able to uh, go to Jordan Hare Stadium and take a look at the game being played. Auburn baseball also at home this weekend. They've got a three game series coming up with the Vanderbilt Commodores. Auburn softball is in Arkansas. They're playing the Razorbacks for a three-game series there. That's a look at what's coming up this weekend in Auburn Athletics. We have run out of time here in the first hour of Sports Call today. Coming up in hour number two, as that flew by. It that was flew a by. fast hour. The hour's oh over. Good heavens. And uh, now we're going to have Kevin Ives join us coming up in the next hour. We'll have best and worst of the weekend and a whole lot more coming your way. Do not go anywhere alongside Tom Peavy and Brooks Childress. My name is JJ Jackson. One hour in the books, and we are rolling.
One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now on Tiger 95.9. Brooks Childress, joined by Tom Peavy. Yes, yes. Waiting on JJ to get back in here. He uh, ran out of the um, ran out of the studio while we were at the break, but we'll wait for him to get back in here. But second hour of sports call starting right now. We've had a lot of great stuff to talk about. Can't wait to get to more of your phone calls. Call in at 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 It's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We hope uh, we'll be joined by Kevin Ives of AU Plainsman Parking Lot a little bit later on this hour. Talk about Auburn baseball. Big weekend down in Baton Rouge this weekend, Tom, taking out two out of three from uh, from LSU after kind of a lackluster midweek performance against Jacksonville State. And then you yeah. uh, so you, you went to Texas A&M, won two out of three, come home, lose to Jacksonville State, and then you go back on the road at a nationally ranked LSU team that's just been hitting the seams off the baseball this year. And you you kind of quiet the bats a little bit down there with the the pitching over the weekend and get two out of three from LSU and now you're on the cusp of being ranked. I saw one poll. Uh, I think Baseball America has 25. Auburn ranked 25. Uh, D1 Baseball does not have them ranked yet. The others don't have Auburn ranked yet. But right there on that cusp of getting ranked now sure. and going into a big uh, midweek series this or midweek game this week at UAB tomorrow night right. and then uh, get the Vandy boys in town this weekend. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, that, that midweek loss was rough, and, and you always hate when you see that because you really want to have that momentum, uh, the positive momentum going into a big SEC series. But Auburn took care of business, and, and you mentioned the pitching, and yeah, the pitching was great, but Auburn got some great hitting too. Sonny Deshara had an incredible weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they're doing what they need to do, and uh, they're, they're hitting the ball. They're getting enough pitching. The pitching has been kind of the the worrisome spot for them. Uh, we talked about it last week, how this team seemed like uh, they could score eight or nine runs in a game. It's like no big deal, but you're giving up ten in those same games. And so, fortunately for Auburn, they, they got some good pitching, some uh, some good fielding, um, not, didn't make a whole lot of mistakes, and got enough good pitching to shut down LSU. And then the bats did what they had to do. And so you end up – Taking a series at LSU, which is extremely difficult to do yeah. at LSU. Uh, that's one of the uh, – very similar to trying to win a football game in Baton Rouge. It's very difficult to to win a baseball game at LSU because their fans are, are just stupid crazy there. And, I mean, so much history and tradition with LSU baseball and especially inside that stadium, to, to be able to go there and take two out of three is, is quite an accomplishment. And then you look at it, you know, we, we've talked, like you said, the pitching's been the kind of the uh, the 
uh, question mark. Question mark. Yeah, that, that's a good phrase. Question mark this year. Once you, I think a lot of people, uh, and I think Butch Thompson even said this last week. Once you start to get Joseph Gonzalez back into the rotation here, he, it's going to start to get a little bit better. We've seen him pitch a little bit over the weekend and last week. I think you've seen the results of that. He's got working his way back in, so that's going to help the pitching staff out a little bit. But Butch Thompson, and I've talked about this several times on this show, and it, I think it's a really, really good. Uh, you know, he, he talks about this all the time, that this is how they go into the SEC uh, series. You want to win two at home, one on the road. That That's what you would like to do, in, especially in conference play. You'd like to win two, at, just win two games at home, one on the road per three games. Well, Auburn's gone in. Their first two SEC series, they've won two out of three at Texas A&M, yep. and you won two out of three at LSU. And so now you're coming back and you're hosting a Vanderbilt team who's kind of slipping down a little bit. They're now, yeah. I think they're 17th or 18th, somewhere around there in the newest uh, rankings. They've kind of slid back a little bit. They had a tough series this weekend where they took on uh, Tennessee, and Tennessee just absolutely rocked them. Tennessee's looking almost unstoppable right Nine now. 9-0 in conference play. Only undefeated uh, team in SEC play left is Tennessee. They've only lost one total game? Yep, 27-1 and on the year. It was, a, uh, it was a neutral site game, too, because they're 19-0 and at home and 6-0 and on the road. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, Tennessee's Tennessee's looking tough. Everybody's been talking about that. There's a closer from Tennessee that's like has been clocked at 104. Insane. That's crazy. But uh, uh, who cares about Tennessee? We've got Vanderbilt coming up. Um, <laughs> you yeah. worry about Tennessee later in the year. Exactly. We'll worry about that when, the, when get ready to play the Vols. Uh, but, yeah, Vanderbilt is a team that – Obviously, everybody knows the tradition and the success that Alabama, or that Alabama, that Vanderbilt has had uh, over the last several years. Uh, you know, Tim Corbin has been doing some amazing things with that Vanderbilt team. Have won national title. Have had numerous big time major league players that have come out of that program. So we everybody understands that that that's a tough series. But yes, they have been slipping, and so it. it it doesn't look as daunting as when they were ranked second, and you're sitting there looking yeah. at the fact that you're like, "Oh my gosh, we've got the number two team in the team, uh, the number two team in the country coming and I, here." And I think that's right after when we saw that. That was right after Auburn had just played Ole Miss, who yeah, right. was at the time the number one team in the country. Right. So uh, it, 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 you know, it doesn't feel as daunting just because you have seen that Vanderbilt is vulnerable, but obviously got to take care of business, and uh, they they've been doing what they've done on the road, oddly enough. Uh, and winning these series and so now it's time to bring it home and, and get a big series and it's going to be a big weekend uh i i am so very happy that whoever did the scheduling for a day weekend got it right this year i always i i can't stand it when auburn schedules a day and it's on a baseball weekend when they're out of town like mm-hmm. the most ideal thing if you want people to pack out the stands, it's to have A-Day and baseball at home at the same time. That way you can get a really good crowd for baseball, get a really good crowd for um, for the A-Day game. Yep. And and the Auburn fans can here can just make a big weekend of it. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a really, really good weekend, uh, for at least for the fans to, to be able to watch stuff. You know, whether the product on the field is what you want, don't know. Um, you know, baseball, they, they've definitely got a chance. They've shown that they've been showing that they can knock off some of the big dogs. Yeah. So, uh, steadily creeping up those polls. I'm glad to see that Baseball America ranked them 25th. Uh, some of the other pollsters need to kind of jump on the ball game here and realize that Auburn is 
maybe not as bad as what people had predicted them. I, th- I think they were picked, what, second to last or dead last yes, in the West, so. something like that. Um, just not a lot of hype towards Auburn baseball. But after taking these two series, they, they've been showing that they can actually get it done. Auburn baseball has started off the conference season taking one from Ole Miss, one out of the three from Ole Miss, then going on the road, winning two out of three at Texas A&M and winning two out of three at LSU. Vanderbilt, they've started conference play. They swept the Missouri Tigers at home and then went on the road and lost two out of three to South Carolina. South Carolina currently is 13 and 14 on the year. They're not very Three good. and six in conference play. Two of those three, of course, as just mentioned, Vanderbilt yeah. uh, wins over Vanderbilt. And then getting swept this weekend was Vanderbilt by Tennessee by the scores of six to two, five to two, and five to nothing, Tennessee yeah. being the uh, beating the vol- or beating the Commodores this weekend. Goodness. Vanderbilt's got a midweek game t- uh, tomorrow night hosting Austin P, and then they will head to the Plains this weekend, as you uh, mentioned. Looking at the SEC baseball standings, before we get out it or before we uh, move to our next break, get ready for Kevin Ives to come in here in just a moment. Tennessee number one in the East, followed by Georgia sitting at six and three. Vanderbilt's at four and five. Then Missouri. Florida and Kentucky all sitting at three and six, and South Carolina all sitting at three and six in conference play in the East. And in the West, Arkansas sitting on top at seven and two. Auburn sits in second at five and four, but it's not by much because Ole Miss, LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama, and Mississippi State all sitting right behind Auburn at four and five in conference play to start this season. Parity. <laughs> that's, that's about all you can say there. Uh, Tennessee feels like they've really at least early here in the SEC play, Tennessee feels like they've kind of separated themselves from everybody else in the SEC. And it looks like everybody else is just kind of beating the mess out of each other. And you just really don't know from weekend to weekend what may happen. Uh, When you don't have any separation like that, parity becomes the big thing. And so the competition evens out. And uh, Auburn Auburn could sweep Vanderbilt just as easily as they could get swept by Vanderbilt. and you look at the schedule anywhere else around the conference, and it's the exact same way. Auburn just took two from LSU. LSU could turn around and get a sweep this weekend because just it, it just feels like there's you know even playing field across there except for Tennessee. They just whatever Tennessee, whoever Tennessee has, uh, even outside of their closer, they they just they feel like they've they've kind of just really jumped out there ahead of everybody right now. But it's early still. It is still very, very early. I believe we, we counted up to there's still seven SEC series to go in this yeah. season. The Auburn Tigers after Vanderbilt will visit Mississippi State. And then and th- this is only in conference play. There are midweek games. Visit Mississippi State, host South Carolina, visit Tennessee, host Arkansas, host Alabama, and then round out the year May 19th through the 21st at Kentucky. So a lot of big series left to come for this Auburn baseball team, but a good start so far in conference play let's go ahead and hit our first break of our number two on the other side jj will join us and we'll talk to kevin ives from au plainsman parking lot about all things auburn baseball you're listening to sports call on tiger 95.9 Jay Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. 
Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Tom Peavy here in the second hour of our program. I hope that everyone had an outstanding weekend, April 4th, 2022. Take an opportunity to leave us your thoughts on our Sports Call survey that you can see at the top of our pages on, uh, on social media. Facebook and Twitter at SportsCallAU. Any feedback you've got for our show, we're always wanting to hear that. So thank you for taking the time to submit your thoughts. All right, let's do this. We do it most Mondays. We go to our Auburn Bank phone line now. And Kevin Ives from Plainsman Parking Lot at AUPPL on Twitter joins us here on the show. Kevin, how are you? How was your weekend? Good, sir. That was a good weekend. Pretty good weekend. I'm doing doing all right. Did you watch any of the Grammys last night, Kevin? Uh, I did not. The only part of the Grammys that I saw was a clip on Twitter of uh, John Batiste. I think that he won something. Um, and then somebody posted a picture on Twitter of, like, Drake and Childish Gambino, and below that posted a picture of their parents that said, big deal, here's my parents. So that's all I really <laughs> saw at the Grammys. <laughs> We're kind of all in the same boat. It's just uh, passing by posts on social media. Brooks, you were saying something about a comedian. Yeah, one, to- of the, one of the comedians had like a helmet on and said that we had to wear these now after last weekend's events at the award shows. And so, oh. <laughs> Very clever. All right, it's fun to switch it up from time to time. I, I was about to say, one thing that has not gone just in passing on social media was the play of Auburn baseball yeah, this weekend. Yeah, look at that transition. <laughs> Seamless. That's good. They took That's two out good. of three against uh, LSU. Big picture, what stood out to you from the weekend? I think the biggest thing, honestly, is really how guys have stepped up. Um, that that Sunday win was huge, really, because it started with Joseph Gonzalez and the tone that he set. And Auburn's been really trying to find a consistent kind of third starter um, that they can rely on instead of going into each weekend. TBA, now, now Gonzo has been that guy a couple weeks, um, and then he had a, a little bit of a blister issue, and so um, he got shelled for a little bit. But he was um, really, really good. His sinker ball was working extremely well. Um, he had six innings pitch, only nine hits, uh, three earned runs, two walks, and only one K. But the fact that he was able to limit a lot of the damage and have really low pitch count innings um, really allowed Auburn to kind of bridge the gap and get to their bullpen. And their bullpen um, was really kind of what shined um, in those first two games, the Friday and the Sunday game, especially Blake Burkhalter with two big saves. Um, and so I, that's probably the biggest thing that I, that I noticed was the pitching. Um, the hitting was still clicking, um, and the two-out hitting is what really, I think, um, what Auburn kind of excelled at this weekend and really has kind of been their M.O. Um, it's really been that they've, they're really kind of – they're not necessarily changing their approach with two-out, um, but I think that they're not scared of two-outs. They're not worried that they're going to get out of an inning. So they'll still leave some guys on base, but um, a lot of the damage has been done with two-outs, and you kind of see that consistency up and down the lineup. And you see guys – that are really um, shining when they've had a, a more of a chance to play. You saw it kind of last weekend um, with Mike Bello. Um, this weekend, Bobby Pierce had a really good weekend as well, um, and he had uh, had more of a uh, contributing role. So 
you've seen guys kind of step up. And right now, Auburn, after three weekends, um, has a five and four record, um, two road series on under their belts, and um, kind of has a big one coming up this weekend with Vanderbilt. And um, like Butch has said at some other um, some other interview opportunities, um, it's just a grind, and so that you can't really stop. And so they're not really going to let up at all and kind of rest at all. I mean, it's, every weekend is going to be a grind. Um, and they're just getting ready for Vanderbilt coming in on a huge weekend for A-Day and everything else that's going on. No kidding. For two consecutive road series victories for Auburn over A&M and LSU, oftentimes it does come down to your ballpen. And having somebody you can go to at the end of the game and you feel confident in means the world for any college baseball team, any baseball team in general. Did you have confidence that Blake Burkhalter could be this type of pitcher for Auburn? I mean, he's a name that we've heard of over the years, but he's never had as big of a role as he's got here in 2022. Did you envision this being so well? I did. I think like when he, when it kind of got penciled in that he's going to be our our closer, he's going to be a guy that we're going to set as our closer, and we have enough starting pitching, um, and have enough like long long term pitching that he's not really going to have to slot into a starting role like we had to do with Cody Greenhill. I think that he now that he could focus on that relief that that closer mentality and that closer role, he's really excelled in it. I knew he could do it. I mean, he's got very electric stuff, has a really uh, good fastball, some good movement, uh, but he just pitches smart, and I think that's the best thing. He, he, that's what makes him a good closer. Is that he's not necessarily always looking to get a strikeout, but he's very aware of the situation and knows that he needs a ground ball or, or knows kind of what he's what he needs to go through the innings. And he can also pitch. In extended outings, now hopefully down the stretch, he's not going to be called upon to, you know, pitch these uh, two inning or sometimes even a three inning save. Um, you know, Auburn can hopefully have enough a big enough lead or um, keep the games right out where you just bring him in in the ninth inning. But yeah, I mean, it's his time, and that's kind of the best thing you've seen with Burkhalter with a lot of guys when they've gotten the chance um, and they've gotten the opportunity, they've really excelled at it, um, and they've just kind of stayed humble and kind of learned as they've. Um, as they're kind of going up in the system at Auburn. And, um, yeah, he's really excelled. So, yeah, it's great to see. I I knew that he would, um, but I didn't think it would be as good as, you know, having these two huge saves in Baton Rouge, um, you know, one during during a big night game to open the series. And um, he's just been fantastic to watch. Uh, Kevin, uh, yeah, the pitching has been there uh, of late, but another person that has been there at the plate, and we talk about the guy all the time, but Sonny Deshara, and, and you just look at what he's done over the last four games is just incredible. I mean, he reached base in 13 of 20 plate appearances and uh, just racking it up. He's obviously one of the top hitters in in the SEC right now. Just your thoughts on Sonny Deshara and the impact that he has made. I guess the immediate impact he's made on this team coming in as a transfer from Samford. It really has been an immediate impact, but not just one of the best hitters in the SEC, the best hitters in the nation. I think his open. I think his on-base percentage is tops in the nation. I'd have to go back and look at it. But that really is a testament to the type of hitter he is and the, and the fact that he can – he does not strike out a lot. Um, he puts the ball in play or he draws walks. And he's already – I mean, there's, there's already opposing pitching staff that are intimidated by him. They don't want to let Sonny beat them. And so you've seen him get a few more intentional walks um, yeah. than necessary or maybe um, they will pitch uh, Case and Howell a little bit harder because um, they don't want to, because Case now normally slotted it um, at two right before Sonny. Um, they'll normally focus a lot harder on getting Case and Owl out, um, so they don't bring Sonny up. Um, but it's, the best thing you can say about him is not just his power, because he's got power, um, is the fact that his hands, he has, his hands are so quick. 
and he can hit the ball to any part of the field. Um, and he, if you watch him during the game, um, the best impact he's had is how he's been able to teach other hitters, teach the other guys in the lineup what he's saying. And so you'll kind of notice every now and then when, when guys will come up, um, you know, like right before him, and they're kind of talking to one another. And he has a good idea, and he, you can see that he's really kind of studied these hitters and knows what to expect. Um, and he has, is a really good at being able to predict what, how he's going to be pitched. And so it's been an immediate, uh, it's been an immediate impact, um, not just with his personality, but just with his bat and just with everything else in general. And he's really kind of solidified that top half of the lineup. Um, and it's, it's really helped kind of establish Auburn to have a chance to make sure with Rambush constantly getting on, you kind of know that you're always going to start the game with a scoring threat. Um, and that has to give you a little bit of confidence going into any game. Kevin Eyes is with us on the show today. He's on Twitter at A-U-P-P-L. Auburn baseball road game at UAB tomorrow, weather permitting, and then they're back at home this weekend taking on Vanderbilt. Here we are in April, uh, so six or seven weeks into the college baseball season, and we're back to uh, full capacity throughout the league and certainly at Plainsman Park. Just what has it been like to experience these atmospheres again? It's been great, and you've kind of noticed all around the league that you know you've had uh, like record-setting crowds, and even at Auburn, Auburn like Jack State last weekend, it was the the biggest attendance they've had for a midweek ever, um, and so there's been a lot of fans that have come out. There's a lot a lot of students that have come out and participated in the Operation Atmosphere. I expect Saturday is going to be huge because um, it's a four o'clock game, eight days at one, and so it's already sold out. There's already limited t- limited tickets, um, and. People are turning up, and people want to see baseball. They want to see Auburn baseball, and it's just been a good time at the park. I've noticed just a, you know a lot of people really taking advantage of that Tiger Terrace area, um, and just all throughout the stadium because it's just an event. It's just a good time, especially on the weekends. Um, you know, Friday nights are, are great. Saturdays and Sundays are fantastic as well. And you know, it's a it's a great stadium. I'm biased. I love the stadium that we have, and I love my vantage point where I get to watch games. But. Um, <laughs> I think that it. Does, I think it's. You can't really compare it to anything else in the in the league because it's so unique. I mean, yeah, it's not a a giant park like um, like Alex Box Stadium or um, or even you know Duty Noble Duty Field, Noble, but it yeah. fits Auburn. Yeah, but it fits Auburn. It fits kind of the town. It fits the population that we have here. It fits kind of um, the atmosphere that Auburn's looking for and and can kind of get. And it'll just start to ramp up. I mean, this is all. This is all really. This and softball are the only sports that are left. Um, I mean, there's still, still tennis and still a bunch of others, but, um, you know, this is kind of a, a bigger deal, and now it's kind of the focus going to be for the end of the year um, to getting fans uh, into the stands, and it'll be great. Uh, and, and we're expecting a good atmosphere, especially this weekend. Uh, Vanderbilt coming in, uh, have been ranked as high as number two uh, in the country, but of late they've been slipping a little bit. But uh, what does Vanderbilt have? What can uh, Auburn fans look for out of the Commodores as they come here to Auburn? They're going to have strong pitching. They're going to come pissed off, honestly. I mean, because they got swept by Tennessee at home right. in a series they thought they could either win or probably take a series, and they just played very sloppy during that game. Uncharacteristically sloppy for Vanderbilt. But Vanderbilt is a team um, that is going to run a lot, and Enrique Bradfield is going to really test. Anytime he gets on base, he's going to try to steal, and he's going to test whoever Auburn puts that catcher um, to try to create runs and, try, and to try to create havoc on the base pass. They're going to play very um, – this last weekend notwithstanding, they'll play very sound, they'll play with a lot of confidence, and they'll play smart. That's just kind of the Vanderbilt way and how they play. And so it's going to be interesting to see because 
Auburn's coming in with confidence, having won two series um, on the road. Vanderbilt is kind of is coming in, probably not with not as much confidence because they lost the series that they should have won at South Carolina, and then they got swept by Tennessee. So you you want to see which team kind of keeps that momentum going. Um, you know, is Vanderbilt going to kind of downturn a little bit more um, before they start to peak back up, or is Auburn going to be able to ride that high from LSU, from A and M? having the confidence in themselves and what they're doing and how they're playing baseball um, and really kind of deliver. You know, that first weekend with Ole Miss was huge attendance-wise and there are a lot of fans there and everything. And I think that's kind of what Auburn wants now is kind of you're going to have fans show up. You're going to have a packed ballpark. Um, you you want to have that product that all these people are going to be proud of and they're going to keep coming back for and keep wanting, keep wanting to see. And I think they will. I mean, I, I was looking at – there's already some predictions out there. So it, it, there's some that have Auburn winning. There's some that have Vanderbilt at least um, taking two out of three. But it'll be a good series. Um, and it'll be um, that Auburn always plays Vanderbilt tough. And Vanderbilt is always, despite them struggling uh, in SEC play these past two weekends, they're still Vanderbilt. They're still a good baseball team with a lot of talent and a lot of prospects. He's in the Plainsman parking lot for every home Auburn baseball game. Stop by, say hello to him, grab some tickets to Plainsman Park to watch these Tigers that are 19-9 on the season, 5-4 and four in the SEC, and he joins us each week on Mondays. All right, in conclusion here, you're just a college baseball junkie, Kevin. Like, that's what I find yeah. every time I scroll through your timeline. And I'm going to put you on the spot here if that's okay, all right? Okay. So I am going to be on the play-by-play call again tomorrow for Georgia Tech baseball against South Carolina Upstate. Is there anything you could tell me at all about that game tomorrow? Uh, for Georgia Tech and South Carolina? Uh, USC Upstate? Yes. Uh, the best thing for USC Upstate, I think they're playing in the Big South. They just missed, or they may have uh, just missed the NCAA tournament last year. There's no way. They're really, they're really strong <laughs> This is team. impressive. Wow. Uh, they, they're, they used to be, uh, they're in Aiken, South Carolina. They used to be actually the riflemen, or the rifles. Um, like the Spartanburg Rifles or something like that. Um, you might have to, to double-check that and look <laughs> that up. But um, Georgia Tech, that stadium uh, with Russ Chandler and Kevin Parada as their, I think he's their catcher, yep. um, is one of the best hitters in the nation, one of the best catchers in the nation, probably one of the top pro prospects. But it's going to be a good game. Big South teams, when they tend to play ACC teams, they play, it's like uh, Sunbelt teams playing SEC teams. Like there's a little bit more ferocity because those schools are going to be so close and so spartanburg and atlanta i don't know how far apart they are but they can't be too far apart um and i guarantee you on the upstate roster there's probably going to be more than a handful of guys from the atlanta area that are on that on that team but uh, you're unbelievable this was great great, it's a great you know we we went up to the the super regional right uh, or the regional at georgia tech and that stadium is fantastic they've done a lot more to it um, it's, it's got one of the most beautiful sight lines in the park, but yeah, it's neat. It's, it's going to be a good game. Good deal. Um, I'm going to so reference you in the broadcast fun. tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Kevin, we appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week. Sound good. Sounds good. All right. That's our buddy, Kevin Imes joining us there on the Auburn bank phone line. Plainsman parking lot. I mean, I just threw him on the spot there. Like, what are the odds? I was with Georgia tech baseball a few weekends ago up at NC state for their three game series. Got to see Tommy tanks. In person, yeah. finally hit a home run in the last game of the series that I was there for. And I'm like, there's no way. And then he gives me a rundown of USC Upstate. Unreal. Unreal God stuff. Knows Kevin stuff. Ives, we love it. Let's take a break. We're back in a moment.
Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back. Sports Call on a Monday afternoon. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Tom Peavy. J.J. Jackson is here as well. Well, not physically in the studio. He had to step out for a little bit, but he'll be back. Maybe. Who knows? Leaves and he'll comes be. back. I think he'll be back. He leaves and comes back willy-nilly. That's why he's now yeah. friend of the program. He's been. He was demoted, <laughs> I think last month we officially demoted him to friend of the program. Yeah. And so he still, he still hasn't earned that back and not doing himself any favors right now. But I'm Brooks. That's Tom right across from me. We'd yes, love to sir. talk to you. 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one 9 tiger 9 That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Just had a great conversation with Kevin Ives from Plainsman Parking Lot. A-U-P-P-L on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just knows so much about Auburn baseball. Uh, I, I was going to say, as far as the phone lines, I think we had a couple of callers like early on that look like they're not with us right now on hold. Yeah. So Give us a call it, back. Yeah, call us back. We'd, we'd love to hear what's on your yeah. mind and talk to you. But, uh, yeah, now, Kevin Ives, it, it, the dude has just got an incredible mind when it comes to college baseball. I don't know that I've ever met anybody uh, like Kevin that is that is that invested in college baseball. And yes, he is invested in Auburn baseball. But the dude's invested in all of college baseball. I mean, he yeah. can tell you a lot about a lot of different teams. As you just saw, what happened right there uh, in that last segment, JJ was talking about Georgia Tech and uh, USC Upstate, and so uh, he he knows a lot and. Just, you know, a wealth of information. That's why we have him on the show. And if you ever get a chance, go up there on the deck, you know, uh, on top of the parking deck during an Auburn game and find Kevin and tell him hello. And now I'm telling you, when he when he's watching the game, he, he's he's into the game. He's got a scorebook going. But if you can catch him kind of between innings or even before or after the game, great guy to talk to. And a great group of people that uh, he associates himself with up there. Um, a lot of those folks are people that I've been friends with for many, many, many years and uh, just they're great people to hang out with and watch a baseball game. He knows so much about college baseball, and you just go to his Twitter. I've, I love this this that he does every single day on, on Twitter. He puts out a graphic. Today he didn't really put out a graphic. He just put on, on like Mondays when there's not a lot of baseball going on. Sure. He just puts out a little spreadsheet that says, hey, there's these games that are on. But like yesterday, if it's a big game or a big week, big day for baseball, he puts out a graphic, and it's the – AUPPL Plainsman Parking Lot Stream Sheet puts every single game where you can stream it on a spreadsheet there, and it's just hundreds of baseball games on yeah. the spreadsheet. And then he also does a graphic that he gives you some picks, a, a pick to click. Yesterday's looking at it was Texas, Oklahoma, big series out in the Big 12. You had three to see, quote, expand your baseball viewing bubble. He's got Texas State. App State, Notre Dame, uh, Florida State, and Mississippi State, Arkansas. A school spotlight where he highlights the teams you might not usually watch. There was uh, South Dakota State and St. Thomas, looks like. Bargain Baseball, where you can get a free uh, a free streaming service that offers a game. Yesterday's pick was UNLV versus New Mexico. 
And then it gives you a Night Owl special, which is the last game you can watch for the day, usually a late game. Yesterday's was Arizona and Washington. Sometimes he knows so much that he'll put on there a prospect watch game sure. where it's one of the top prospects. If they've been doing well, he will put their game on there and say, hey, you want to check this guy out. You'll want to be watching him in a few years playing pro baseball. Right. It's it's incredible. And then also just the way he does, he has all the jerseys for like the yeah. the jerseys that they're wearing that day. How he knows so much even about just the jerseys. It's phenomenal. It, it's it's insane. It's, um, he's got so much college baseball knowledge. Yeah. I would, you know, like you say, if, if you go up there and talk to or sit sit up there, he he, not a big conversationalist. He's watching the game right? when he's watching the game. But I would just like to sit down at like, a you know, have lunch with him and just talk college yeah. baseball. Oh, yeah. 15 minutes with him is not enough. It's yeah. not nearly enough. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, his his knowledge of everything to do with college baseball is, is just incredible. And, and because of that, his knowledge of Auburn baseball is probably unmatched outside of Butch Thompson sitting in the dugout. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he he might even know more about – he may even, he may even know things that Butch Thompson doesn't know. There, <laughs> there's no telling. He's, he's just that darn good at what he does. 334-887-34 and locally, toll-free 888 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We asked for calls, and we have received a call. Let's go to the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's take a trip down Highway 282, Columbus, where... Jeff from Columbus. ...has called in. Jeff, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great, guys. Man, uh, pretty day out here. I'm going to the grandson's baseball game, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so, But, uh, man... So, I've been wondering this question, and and I finally I, I was hearing you all talk about baseball, baseball, and I go, man, how? Okay, there's a series in college baseball. Auburn goes to LSU. Where do these? Where does this team, this whole mass of people, stay for three days? Do they have like a dorm room for the baseball team, or are they in hotels for th- three days? They're in a hotel. Yeah, a hotel for three days. Yeah. Really? That's it, man. That's I, I, I just it, it never dawned on me. I go, wait a second, these guys aren't you know driving up there, come getting on a plane and coming back. They've got to play four games. So yeah, man, I guess that's shoot. That is, I, it's, like you say, you would think they'd have a, a visitors dormitory or something. Shoot, I mean, because I I was trying to think, there's not too many other ones that actually play a series other than baseball and college sports is there. No, uh, baseball. You got softball, and I guess like the the track and field. You've got multiple days for those events. So they're in town for a few days, but that's about it. Everybody else is just one and done. Man, that's a that's quite a big big expense. But I, I'm sure they're putting them up at the Motel Six or something. I'm sure, right? No, uh, no, they they probably don't spare expense. And, and I'll tell you this: uh, just here at Auburn. Uh, you can go uh, across the street from main campus and where the Auburn uh, Hotel and Conference Center is, and a lot of times you yeah. will see the visiting buses of whoever Auburn is playing, typically in a smaller sport. Now, they don't put the football teams there, but you'll see uh, like a huge bus with all the school name all over it, and they're picking their team up from the you. Auburn Hotel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, shoot. Yeah, I guess I'm sure Auburn's not the only one that way, but that never even dawned on me how, you know, these kids, you know, cause, man, when all-star season comes around for the grandkids, like you say, man, that's when it gets expensive. Oh, you got to yeah. start yep. going out of town for three and four days. Hey, and, man, I've got Kansas 
final game. I'm not a basketball fan. My father went to law school at KU, so I always pick them in this. But I'm so far out, I don't think I can win even with a victory. <laughs> so, uh, but where are they playing? This game is starting at 9.30 Eastern time. I guess they're on the West Coast. No, they're in uh, New Orleans. Golly. That's, man, that's so late. I don't know. Television. Television. That is it. Television. I, I just assumed it was because it was on the West Coast somewhere. But golly, that's going to be so late. But that's okay. Uh, uh, like I say, it, it'd be different if I stood to win anything. But I, like I say, I played so terrible through the uh, first couple of rounds, I don't think it really mattered who won after that. Man, I guess we know that college football isn't rigged now since uh, Duke was eliminated because that would have been a, that would have been a, the storyline right there. I guess so. I guess we know that nobody's shaving or, or well, not unless it's Duke that was shaving. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but hey, guys, I appreciate y'all uh, taking my call. And um, man, it's football season. We got spring practice and stuff. And Tom, it's the same thing we've talked about. Auburn for 10 years, maybe more, offensive line. And uh, we're going to have to see see what they end up getting. And like you said, if you wait for the transfer portal, gosh, it's hard to pick out A-plus caliber players out of the transfer portal for the most part, you know. Because I guess most of the guys that are going to come after this are guys that aren't going to play, wouldn't you think? Guys that aren't projected to start after the spring game. Yeah, yeah. That, that's who you're mainly going to get uh, once the spring. Once you get, into, you know, everyone starts wrapping up spring. Most people that are going to hit the portal are going to be guys that don't see themselves getting a lot of playing time this year or early next year, probably. Right, and you know, you know, being a Georgia fan or whoever you're a fan of, you see if you look on the news or something like that, the local news or the, the sports AU network or something, you'll see who's transferring out. You know, and. Okay, so and so's leaving, and it's in the transfer portal. Is there a list of players that go to the transfer portal that never go anywhere? Does that happen? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple guys that you you find a way, but I, I think a lot of them, you know, if you enter the transfer portal, you're going to get picked up by someone at some level. If you don't get picked up, you know, say if you you transfer out of you know, Auburn, and you don't get picked up by an, uh, an SEC-caliber team, there's a team down the line somewhere that's going to want you. I, I don't – whatever level you hit, right. if it's, you know, and an, you can go to an right. FCS school or a, or a Sunbelt school or somewhere right. down the line a little bit. Someone's going to yeah. want you. Yeah, I just – I mean, but like you say, you can draft out of any of – you know, you can, how many pro players have come from the lower divisions of yeah. football, right? But that's – you know, that's that, – that makes sense. That's what I was wondering. I mean, I go, just how many, you know, why why is everybody not at uh, Kansas? You know, why doesn't Kansas just pick every player out of the transfer portal? they got to hit something. But like you said, Kansas even even has scholarship players. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so uh, I, I, it just seems like there's more, more players than there would be spots. You know, so, but uh, I don't know. But, hey, I appreciate y'all answering my questions, and I'll be back in touch with you sometime later on. Thank you so much for the call, Jeff. We will talk to you later on in the week, 334-887-34 on locally, toll-free, 888 tiger 9 
So you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We head to our final break of our number two. On the other side, we come back with more Sports Call on a Monday. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. have your attention please ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention we're auburn's first and auburn's favorite sports talk show hi my name is what my name is my name is sports call on tiger 95.9 now back to more sports call with jj jackson and the guys segment of hour number two of sports call here today tiger 95.9 fm and on the tiger communications app jj jackson with tom Peavy and brooks childress i hate that i just missed our buddy jeff from columbus but thrilled to uh to hear him on the show as i was kind of listening to the conversation there and uh yeah what a fun game we've got coming up tonight in the college basketball world two iconic classic programs kansas and north carolina selfishly i wish the duke blue devils were still in the mix but that was just not to be. It wasn't written in the stars. It wasn't written in the stars. So now, so now here's the question: Are you and Ryan Lavoy going to watch this game together? Yeah, I'll be able to. Uh, I'll be able to, to support my my brethren. Okay, Mr. Ryan. I, I knew you could not yeah. watch it together when they were playing each other. Will you actually be rooting for North Carolina? Yeah, that's the uh, other. No that was comment. my second question. Right, no who comment. are you rooting for here? No comment. The folks that can't, you know, obviously you can't see. Ryan is on the other side of a big window over here, and he's frowny facing <laughs> yeah. JJ right now. I mean, he knows as he's wearing, answer, he's wearing. Right? If it was, if it was Duke and Kansas playing in a national championship game, you're not going to find a a North Carolina fan that's like, you know, what would be awesome <laughs> for Duke, Duke to win the national, this national championship. It's the same thing with Auburn and Alabama. Yeah. And, and, and I want Kansas to win. And, and here's it. here's the thing, and that's I I I, I call such. BS anytime anybody says this. Like so when Auburn was in the national championship game uh against Oregon, uh, or even against FSU, there's so many Alabama fans that were rooting against Auburn. I mean, I I still remember Alabama fans our Alabama was selling orange uh, uh, green and yellow flags in the Oregon color with the Alabama script. I a remember on those. And I remember but, the T-shirts, but too. then I have so many Alabama fans when they play in the championship. You're like, so who are you rooting for? And I'll say, I'm rooting for the other team. I'm like, oh, you need root for Alabama. Keep it in the state. Like, no, no. Eh. Why am I going to root for my arch rival to win the ultimate yeah. championship you just in can't that do sport? That, no, I'm not going to do that. So no, I would not expect you to root for North Carolina. And no, there's no keeping it in the conference. Keeping it in the state, no. Keeping it on Tobacco Road. Keeping it on Tobacco Road. Keeping it in the research triangle. Keep it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep it on Highway fifteen five zero one. No, none of that. None no. of that. We want to go to uh, Kansas, where there nothing is. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Shout out to the people of Lawrence. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'll say this. I have been to Kansas. It's actually kind of true. There's not a whole lot in Kansas. Every time I drive through Kansas, I'm blown away. You know, because it's like I just you make I, that drive often. I've uh, for four straight summers as a kid. I went to camp in Colorado. Oh, 
and we charter bus there for four straight summers wow. there Ew. and back. And that's a long bus Brooks, ride to get from North 36 hours, North Carolina Gosh. to Colorado. You go directly through Kansas. Yeah. So yes, I have been through that state a it's, couple of times. It's flat. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm like, there's just, I look out the window to the right. Wow. It's been nothing. I look out the window to the left. Wow. Nothing. You see Dorothy blowing in the tornado. I, just, I, I want like trees and even that much, you know, and sometimes you have stretches where it's just like flat. Sure. <laughs> As you're saying, it's it's wild. It's I mean, wild. I, yeah. I mean, some of those areas, uh, you know, there's areas of, uh, of uh, Illinois and uh, Nebraska and yeah. some of those areas. I mean, you'll drive for miles and miles and miles and see nothing but corn. Right. That's factual. It'll, it'll so, just be corn for as far say, as you can see to the horizon. Let me say I, this. Go ahead. I was going to say, I went to uh, St. Louis two summers ago for a wedding, and we had to drive through the just the bottom tip of Illinois, Yeah, and there was just nothing but corn yep. everywhere. We mentioned Ryan Lavoie, uh, and, and I will make this added note as well. All right. Uh, I don't believe he's listening uh, because Ryan Lavoie is not on the show, but if Ryan Lavoie's father is listening to the program, I'm aware of the fact that he was born in the great state of Kansas and lived there for a few years before relocating and moving away. But uh, we, so not all things in Kansas are awful is kind of the amendment that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to make there. So yeah. And uh, basketball tonight, North Carolina and Kansas going head to head. Big matchup. I'm going for Kansas again. I'm going to say this. I don't have a dog in the fight for either of those schools. I don't care. But I got to go with Kansas because in my bracket, my main bracket that I filled out, I which was this office on, bracket. I need to check back have, in on that. I have had Kansas winning the national title. Do we know who's winning that tournament challenge? That's a great question. Because I'm Sports Call Auburn 2022. The what was the group motto this year was everybody just needs to beat JJ Brooks course, Childress uh, is winning. Am I really? Yeah. I looked at it. Are you I, serious? I, I, I better say Ryan was just feeding me information. He said Tom is third and Ryan is fourth. But who Am do you I, have winning but, the title? In it? I had Gonzaga. I thought. Oh, yeah. so I but might, Tom, you you will. Win. I mean, if you get the national championship, I don't see how Tom doesn't win this thing. Heck yeah. I, I hadn't. I had not looked at it. Either. I don't know that it's. I was just. Ex- I was just if, excited about the fact that I had Kansas winning the the title, but I didn't know I might actually win the whole thing. How much money do I win for this? <laughs> Nobody is going to. Uh, oh yeah, because Gonzaga. Yeah, the Brooks Childress and who I had Kansas in the national title game against. I Gonzaga. got all the way up to sixth, and if Duke would have won, I would have been in a really, really good spot here. Yeah. So, so my max, uh, my max point uh, would be a thousand twenty and. One and two, their max is eight ten and seven forty. So yeah, if Kansas wins, then I definitely win this deal. Man. Congrats, Tom Peavy. Well, not yet. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, there you go, Tom. Congratulations, North Carolina, winning a national title tonight. Exactly. I said some really, really vulgar things Uh-oh. when um, Duke oh. went up by seven in the second half against North Carolina, which is very, very uncharacteristic of me during a basketball game to be that ab- aggressive. And that passionate, and then North Carolina responded wow. with the thirteen nothing run. I am the only person in this whole thing that picked Kansas to win the title. We had a lot against and, and, no, and nobody picked UNC. Right. We had a, quite a few Auburns as well. We had a, a lot, a lot of Auburns, a lot of Gar- yeah, a lot of Gonzaga, some Dukes here, as would expect. Oh yeah, JJ Jackson. I'm gonna say there was only one Duke I pick. Know. I know. There was only one Tennessee. I was the pick only too. Duke Keith, pick. Keith from Auburn. Yeah, you were the only Duke pick. Keith from Auburn picked Tennessee. We had one Kentucky pick. 
And then once again, can we shout out Tilly, who's on the air with us? Uh, she she hosts the show from noon to three right before Tiger. And uh, Tilly forgot to turn her bracket nah. in. So <laughs> she's holding down 28 no, for us. Sweet, sweet Tilly. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Let's go, baby. A chance to win just their fourth. Kind of surprising. Only the fourth national championship for Kansas. They are an iconic blue blood with wins, 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 wins. It goes back to what we were talking about with Auburn before. It's very difficult to get to Final Fours and to win the national titles. This is not like football where you can just get on a dynasty run like Alabama has. It is extremely difficult to get through tournaments and get to the Final Four and win a national title. Let's take a break. We need to take a quick time out here. Thank you so much for listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show alongside Tom Peavy and Brooks Childress. My name is JJ Jackson. Two hours of the Bucks, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starting right now on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger Communications app. Our website, sportscallauburn.com, which will now route you to our new website, thetiger.fm. I'm Brooks Childress. Joined by Tom Peavy, J.J. Jackson. Friend, friend of the program. program. That's right, friend <laughs> of the program. You know what to do, Tom. Friend of the program has abandoned the studio once again. Who knows when he'll be back, if he'll be back, when he'll be back. He'll come back at some point, I'm, I'm assuming. Probably. Uh, but we've had a great first two hours of the show. We've talked to Kevin Ives from AUPPL on Twitter, playing some parking lot about Auburn baseball. We also went over our birthdays and sports coming up here in this hour. We'll have our best and worst of the weekend in just a little bit, as well as a nightly TV guide to finish things out. If you want to get your phone calls in for one more hour of sports call today, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Big, big week in sports. Masters. Masters week. Always. <laughs> Masters. Masters. Always a big, big Tiger week. might be playing. That is, I mean, it's the question, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, I'm trying to see if we've got a, I don't think we do anymore. Um, I was going to talk some Masters, and I don't think we have the uh, the theme in our in our system anymore. I'm going to put the Masters oh, theme in our system again. There you go. Um, this week, but we've got Masters coming up this weekend. Let's talk about that for a little bit. We we'd mentioned it a little bit at the start of the, the, the show, but... Monday at the Masters is what they like to deem it. We've got the practice rounds getting fired up tomorrow. You got the, the all the players out there uh, hitting the hitting the uh, the range today, yeah. feeling things out. Some people already out there. I saw our friend of the program Barrett Salee tweet a little bit ago that he's heading down for the practice rounds tomorrow. Right. And so yeah, spring 
is officially back. I know that, you know, it kind of came in a couple weeks ago with the official first day of spring, but this is kind of the official, official welcome back to spring right. that the Masters is here. You see the azaleas blooming, and it's just, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful time of year, beautiful tournament and golf, probably the, the most pristine golf course in all the country, maybe the world. It is just a phenomenal, phenomenal course at Augusta National, and Looks gonna be like, gonna you know, be a good tournament this weekend. It, it is. Um, I I want to first start out. I'm I'm transitioning this. So first of all, everybody in this area needs to be weather aware tomorrow and Wednesday, um, especially tomorrow. Some bad weather coming in. Now that transition is that bad weather will leave here and go east, and so Augusta is under the gun. Uh, it looks like probably Wednesday, which is uh. Wednesday is always the fun round. That's the part, the par three, uh, the little par yeah. three challenge, and different things like that. Probably going to be a washout in Augusta for that. Is at Don't least what that. it's looking like. Sixty uh, percent chance uh, of thunderstorms Wednesday in Augusta. Uh, so p- potentially a washout of that. Uh, Thursday could be interesting. Some possible rain up there, uh, but then it looks like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday clearing out but it's actually going to be pretty chilly up there uh sunday's final round right now low is forecast at 46 and a high of only 69 so uh it's gonna be a little bit of a brisk uh chilly masters this year so we'll see what the how the weather affects things but it's uh man it's such it's just such a great tournament and it's the best of the best there's just so much tradition and history behind everything that goes into the Masters. Uh, we talked earlier about just even the food, oh, yeah. uh, how there's no corporate sponsorships. They, they don't even fly a blimp or anything over it for aerial views because that would be a corporate sponsorship. So uh, it's just uh, it's it's just such a neat thing. The, the azaleas, the, the landscaping, just the sights and sounds. They talk about the, the roar there at the Masters. Uh, the one thing that I always find funny, like I mentioned the fact that I've been to a couple of those Masters. When you see that on TV, you kind of you you get the images that you're way out in kind of the middle of the countryside with that. Oh no, that that course, while it is just so pristine and country looking and every, you're right in the middle of, of cityscape almost. Oh, yeah. uh, if you go just outside the gates of of Augusta National, you you're in like city. Uh, I, I the best way I could describe it is one of the I know one of the roads the the main road that kind of leads to the gate that goes up to the uh, the clubhouse and they, and they show Magnolia Lane and all that. Well, <laughs> where you turn on that's kind of like Opelika Road here in Auburn. A lot of stores. It's kind of a four lane road with a lot of storefronts and strip malls and fast food restaurants and everything like that, similar to like an Opelika Road. And then there's a, a row of woods and a fence in these driveways that go up into the woods. Now that's that's the golf course. And on the other side of it is more of the city of Augusta. So, while, yeah, while it looks like it's kind of situated way out in the middle of nowhere, it's literally right in the middle of, of city and, and urban area. So it, it, that's just kind of one of those neat, quirky things that I find about Augusta National is how it, it's not out in the country like it looks. But it, it's very pristine. 
so much history, so much tradition. Uh, the green jacket, the the the, the caddies wearing the the white coveralls. Uh, it's just it, it it's incredible, and, and it it's I guess maybe like the polar opposite atmosphere of what you would have found at like the Phoenix Open, where oh, they. Yeah. They showed people hitting hole-in-ones and people were just showering the greens with debris and everything. They will kick you out of Augusta National super quick if you do anything like that. There, there was a guy that got uh, arrested and fined. He didn't have to serve jail time, but he, he served a huge fine just because he took a cup and scooped up some of the sand out of a one of the bunkers. Oh, man. Because the, bunker, the, the sand is like the some of the most pristine sand in the entire world that gets shipped in from some quarry that is like the, the most pristine type quartz sand or whatever. And that's why it's so white. Yeah. It's like the best quality sand in the entire world. Super expensive stuff. And a guy scooped a cup of it up and, I mean, they like tackled him and put him in handcuffs and fined him a crazy amount of money for stealing sand. Man. And if you get out of line at, at Augusta National, that they, they will send you packing very, I, very quick. There was a, a story I read a few about a couple of years ago. I don't know if it's still you know true because of how far we've come with technology, but it used to be that you, if they heard a cell phone ring, right. you were you were out. Like if your phone rang or like they made a well, noise, well, you were out. Well, the thing is, they don't allow them in. You cannot have your cell phone with you. Really? Yes. Man. You cannot have your cell phone on you. Where do you put it? In your car. Wow. You you cannot you are not allowed to have any sort of electronic devices with you on the course. You're not allowed unless you're like a media member, well, right? Media member is one thing. Me, yeah. Media member you've got to use it for your work. Sure. But like um, patrons. But, but there's very strict rules even with the media uh and where you're allowed to be and what you're allowed to do and, where and you're obviously, allowed to use the phone. Right. Um to get onto the grounds of Augusta National is like walking through airport security. That was the other thing that I found so crazy. That's what I wanted to talk about. We I wanted to ask you about this earlier, but you, you, you've been, you said three times. Yes. Did you ever win the lottery or was this someone else had the, got the lottery tickets and invited you to go with them? So I, I, grew, up with, uh, I grew up with a guy uh, named Randall Rowe. Uh, from over in Columbus, Georgia, he's the guy that got me into playing golf. Shout uh, out, when I was, Yeah, uh, when I was 13 years old, I think. Um, his family uh, owned uh, the Raymond Rowe Furniture Company in Columbus. Okay. Well, they've always been a huge golf family. Um, have been sponsors for professional golfers back in the day. Have always been real big into golf, okay. and so his family has had tickets to the Masters since even before Randall was born. So like and, corporate tickets. Uh, well, or through the family. It's not, I don't know if it's necessarily what you would call a corporate ticket. Uh-huh. Maybe it is, but it's more like their family had had those tickets. I gotcha. Since back when Randall's dad, Randy, mm-hmm. was a little kid. He started going to the Masters when he was a little kid. Okay. Their grandfather, Raymond Rowe, had had tickets for however long, being the 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 patriarch of that company. Had had the tickets and they they're passed down through the family. Now where things got weird, and this is I guess how it goes with these tickets. They had had a certain amount of tickets that they had in their family, mm-hmm. and I was able to go a couple of times with them. Mm-hmm. Once uh, the grandfather, once Raymond Rowe passed away, they lost 
a, a good allotment of those tickets, and I think they only ended up with just three, I okay. think. And that's why I have not been able to go back since then because they lost a good allotment of their tickets. So once there's a death in the family, you lose that portion of that allotment of tickets, and then they go on to whoever's next in line. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's one of those weird uh, – things with the way those tickets are because there is a waiting list to get on and there's a lottery to try to get tickets Uh, it's difficult to even get tickets just a practice round they're they're not they're not unbelievably expensive i think it's if you get if you win the lottery it's 75 dollars a piece for the practice round and 115 a piece for the actual round so it's not like it's like the the prices that you were talking about with the food it's not ridiculous expensive it's just just a matter of getting to get them right but um the the practice rounds they do you they do allow you to bring in phones. Uh-huh. Um, you can have a phone during the practice rounds, and you can take pictures and and do all that kind of stuff only in a practice round. But once once Thursday starts, they do not allow you to have your phone out there. They don't allow you to have any sort of recording device. Any sort of you can't have uh, video cameras. You can't have a regular camera. You can't have your cell phone. Uh, there's a other list of other prohibited items. And when I say it, you go through airport security, it, it is a, a huge line of metal detectors, and you have to empty out all your pockets, mm-hmm. and they scan you and everything. And if you have anything that is an item that is not allowed, you have to take it back to your vehicle. And one of those things is cell phones. They, they do not allow you to have your cell phone out there on that course at all. Man. And they, they are very, very strict. As you're walking around, there's almost like the uh, the just uh, the – Gestapo walking around the guys with the green jackets on that that are members of the club or they and I mean it's like you're walking on eggshells around these guys because I mean if you mess up if you get out of line they notice they they will well they notice and they will kick you out but not only that but they they could kick out anybody else that's in your group or they will just revoke the tickets so in my case I'm there as a guest of people uh-huh. if I get out of line and do something stupid they could take the tickets away from the people that I am a guest of. And so you have to be careful because you will lose that right to have those tickets because it is such a privilege to have tickets to that. And there's so many people waiting in line to get those that if you get out there and, and show your butt and be an idiot, they will take all those tickets away and give them to the next in line because they just, they just don't put up with any crap out there. So uh, no cell phones, no cameras, no sort of recording devices, no nothing that is going to make a, a noise out of the ordinary of what's supposed to be there, do not allow that on the course at all during the rounds Thursday through Sunday. Four years in a row I've tried to get master's tickets in the lottery. Have not succeeded yet. We keep trying this year, though. 2023 is my year. Keep trying. I'm feeling it. We'll be right back with more Sports Call. Do you want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 
the switcheroo again. Here I am. I'm back. JJ Jackson inside the studio. Welcome back, friend of the program. With with Brooks Childress and Tom Peavy. I like the headset much louder. I like the sound of my voice. I know that's weird for some. And so I come back over. I've got to adjust the headset volume. And then Brooks comes over, and he doesn't like how loud it is. So he turns it around, and then I've got to turn it back up. And maybe I should just be here the whole time. Maybe I should stop walking away and helping other parts of this company. Maybe we need to get you to the ear doctor because I may, Possibly. I, may, I might be concerned it's, with the it's, level. It's just strictly my voice. That's the only thing I can. I'm like, I want to hear, does this sound okay coming out over the ear? And the quieter it gets, it just doesn't do it for me. I can hear myself just fine. I don't yeah. keep it that loud. Do you like the sound of your voice? Yeah. Okay. It's great. Tom, talk do to you like the sound the of your voice? Eh, most of the time. Okay. Some, do you, sometimes when I'm sitting at, uh, at the apartment and I'm talking, I think I'm talking to Grace and she's not listening to anything I say, I just love listening to myself talk. I I, I don't mind my voice when, I, when I've got the microphone here and my headphones in. Now, a lot of times I'll hear like a playback of something and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but I'm all right. Do you like the? Do you like looking at yourself on camera? Uh, most time, no. Brooks, I'm too pale for camera. Uh, nah, depends. That's what gets to people more frequently. Is like, hey, watch yourself on camera. It depends. Locked on Blue Devils plug. We've transitioned over to uh, YouTube, and I'm having to look at myself every time I record the podcast now, yeah. uh, and that's not as exciting. Well, for you see. Me. The the thing about it is if you're on if I'm if I have to do something where I'm looking it's like at the whoa camera, I look like that every day wow you can't show me the screen because uh-huh. I will look at myself right and I won't look at the camera so it'll just be like I'll be talking to the camera but I'll be looking that's at my the, problem at the too. screen and yeah. so it doesn't look as authentic so you can't show me the screen of where I am or else I'm gonna look at myself. So I guess I do like looking at myself on camera <laughs> and the mirror. 887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 If you would like to call in to be a part of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, we have A-Day coming up this weekend. And uh, looking forward to seeing this Auburn football team as they get set to start Brian Harson's second season as the head coach. You guys mentioned the conversation we had a little bit earlier with Kevin Ives of Plainsman Parking Lot. Always a blast to catch up with him. And also we're putting together our newest installment of Sports Call Monthly Predictions. Everyone has turned their predictions in. Now we're in the process of getting that puppy posted online so people can check it out. Competitive year so far. Ryan Lavoy had a huge month last month humongous humongous wait you showed the you gave us the rundown of all the the results and it was like ryan lavoy ryan lavoy yeah. ryan lavoy gets a point ryan lavoy gets a point ryan hey i got a point and so did ryan lavoy <laughs> he was great he was great i will throw the disclaimer in there for people that uh, also someone noticed this and, and, and pointed it out this past month march 2022 we had 17 predictions yeah that is the most predictions that we've ever had in an entire month. So yes, credit to Ryan Lavoy for taking care of uh, uh taking advantage of that opportunity and uh grabbing the uh grabbing the lead back. Javon Cutler. Let's give a big congrats to Javon, guys. I mean, we know the news has taken place. Uh he was away from us last week as he was in his full transition. Today marks the very first day that Javon has been working at ESPN Radio up in Bristol, Connecticut. He shared the news himself personally online but javon won our monthly predictions in 2021 yeah and so the only way to do this and keep it moving forward is i extended the invitation to mr cutler 
to keep making predictions with us sure. throughout the rest of the year because I want to see if he can go back-to-back -back in our monthly predictions championship. If he goes back-to-back, -back, are you going to get him back next year to see if he can go three in a row? <laughs> I think if he goes back-to-back, -back, we might be like, all right, buddy, this was fun, but uh, I think you've got more important ESPN things to do. Do your do you own think, monthly predictions. <laughs> say, do, you, do you think he's going to use the assets at ESPN to uh, take advantage and win the monthly Make predictions? Make better predictions. Yeah. Oh, why would he not? Yeah. yeah. That's just They've got smart. all the statisticians up there. He'd be yeah. like, hey, Dave, what's this? What's going to happen here? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Javon. Just assuming it's yeah. Dave the statistician? Uh, I mean, that's... I could say I'm, Bob, but I'm, that's too generic. I'm looking you know? forward to checking back in with Javon when we get him back on the uh, on the phone line and, and kind of see how it's going. But it's only been one day. It's it's a little too early to, to check in and see how yeah, things are just, going for him. He's just getting a tour of the place, you know? He's getting to yeah. you know the cafeteria, getting to know the... The uh, the Hall of uh, Football helmets and everything. So he'll, he'll you got to get him, let him get settled in a little bit. I think bit. they have. I mean, I think they have. I mean, ESPN up there in Bristol, they have a huge complex. I mean, it's not just a couple of studios, but I mean, they have their own cafeteria. I think they have their own like gym where sure. like a gym where you can work out. But I think basketball courts and fields and I mean, you obviously, I mean, if you're the worldwide leader in sports, you're going to have opportunities to play some sports around there. So. I'm sure if you just want to go and hoop, there's an area that they've got that you can go and shoot some hoops. Or, you know, if you want to do something, they've got it there. So uh, for any sports lover I'm at working there, I'm sure that's just a overwhelming amount of opportunities and just stuff. It's like a gym to go play basketball on campus. Like, I, we would not yeah. get anything done if that was our right. setup here. We would, like, I would just be out there playing all day, 24-7. What is work? I'm just yeah. I'm working on my jump shot. What are you guys doing? <laughs> What is this trying to improve we're, a radio show that you're we're doing? We're doing a radio show. It's like, where's JJ, friend of the program? He's outside shooting hoops. Like, <laughs> just here. It's like we're doing a radio show right now. Hold on, turn the mic out and you're, hey, why? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> See, I'm so ACL. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Uh, our sports call survey has been posted. Please, please take time to give us some feedback on that. We want to hear from you. We want to continue to make this program very elite and uh, that can't be done unless you give us the feedback that we're looking for so brooks let's do this let's say what would you like to do oh <laughs> i thought you were uh, gonna okay. uh, let's do this and you hit a button and then play something all right what what would all right you want to set that up again all right brooks let's do this what is that jj all right let's let's go over the sports call survey all right just to let people know how easy it is and uh, we can, if Tom wants to answer any of these questions and let Tom Peavy give his sports call survey feedback live on air, maybe that will encourage some folks to fill this out, okay? All right. All right. What city are you listening to sports call from? Uh, Reykjavik. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> on average, out. how many days a week do you tune into sports call? What sports call? One, two, three, four, <laughs> five. On average, how many hours of sports call do you listen to per day on radio? On the terrestrial radio. <clears throat> dials and knobs. On average, how many hours of sports call do you listen to per day on the podcast? What if you listen to... You, we've got zero to three on here, but what if you listen to multiple episodes in a day? That would change things, obviously. Yeah. If you listen to the Sports Call podcast, as our buddy Braden Gentry walks in, back behind you on the table, Braden. You turn. There we go. Uh, if you listen to the Sports Call podcast, which platforms do you usually listen on? Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or on the app? 
How do you listen to it on the website, Tiger 95.9 FM, the app or the podcast? How often do you visit our website? Daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly? Or there's an option to select, y'all have a website? And if that's the case, we need to do a better job of promoting it. TheTiger.fm, www.thetiger.fm. We do a lot of work there. Do you follow any of our profiles on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? What content do you like seeing on our social media, and what would you like to see more of? Have you bought any merchandise from the show store? Yes, no, or y'all have a store? Question mark. Yes, we have a store, the Tiger Swag Shop. Tiger.radioswagshop.com. Make sure you check it out and get all of the gear. Uh, that, that we've got to offer for you. Mugs. What merchandise mugs out there. would you like to see on the store potentially purchase? Mugs. We've got mugs on the well. website. I just like mugs. I don't know what it is. Uh, if we can get mugs in here, that'd feel like a real talk show. Are there certain guests you would like to hear interviewed on the show? Who? Do you enjoy sports call remote shows? What kind of place would you want to us to visit? Uh, have you called into Sports Call before, yes or no? If you answered no to not calling into the show, why? What are your favorite and least favorite aspects of Sports Call? And last but not least, we ask you to please share any other comments you would like the Sports Call staff to see and review. And then also we ask you, who is your favorite member of the Sports Call crew? That is a question we ask you in this year's Sports Call survey. We've never asked that question before, but we ask it this year. There's some great options. Who is your favorite member of the Sports Call crew, Tom? Is it Tom Peavy? Sure. <laughs> That's not an option. Oh. It I is an option. I it don't is. like any of the rest of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a look at our sports call survey. It would mean a lot to us if you would take time to fill it out and uh, give us some feedback on our show. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, best and worst of the weekend here on Tiger 95.9. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childers and Tom Peavy. If you're listening to us on the Sports Call podcast, thank you. Please leave us a five-star rating and written review. Type out a review. It really helps us in the algorithm department and how podcast platforms kind of rank all those five stars they get. And So anything works for that five-star review you give us. Also, we love the Sports Call pod, or the uh, Tiger Communications app. Why? Why do we love the Tiger Communications app, Brooks? Because you can listen to all of our stations at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but they're all in one place. Uh, We've got so much happening. you got so many great, you know, just shows on the air across our stations. 
uh, with all of our great DJs on Cade, on here on Tiger. You've got all the great talk over on FM Talk. And then, of course, we've got all the Auburn sports, all the local high school sports. You can want Smith Station and Beauregard High School stuff. I know, you know, we're in the middle of softball and baseball season, but just around the corner, just a few months away, you're going to get back to football season. Every Friday night, we've got Smith Station football, we've got Beauregard High School football, followed immediately by the AHSAA Radio Network scoreboard show, and you can listen to all that on the go when you're driving back from all any game that you're at. Put it on the Italian Communications app because, you know, you, you've got the weird regions. So if you're a Smith Station or a Beauregard fan, you're out. And I think it was the uh, best thing I can remember. Last year, went with the Beauregard uh, crew up to Talladega for a Beauregard-Talladega game. And on our way back, we were, you know, obviously our stations don't reach up to Talladega. But we were able to turn on the app and listen to the AHSA Radio Network scoreboard show on the way back on the Target Communications app. So it's a great app to have to listen to all those great things. And, of course, like you mentioned earlier with our website, everything that gets, goes on our website goes in the app. So we've got lots of great articles that are being posted every single day. you got lots of great content from not just Sports Call but from all of our stations that's posted on there. So it's a, it's a really one-stop shop for pretty much anything you could want. As we do this every single Monday, we're going to get you set for our best and worst of the weekend. Brooks, how would you? What happens in best and worst of the weekend? Uh, we tell you about the best things that happened in our opinions in the, not necessarily the sports world. Sometimes our it, world, mo- our world. Most times it's it happens in sports, uh, but it's uh, it you know it depends on where you want to go with it. But sports sports topics or non sports topics, whatever the best and worst thing that happened over the weekend. Because we don't get to talk to you over the weekend, so might as well tell you now on Mondays. So let's do that. We'll get to our best and worst of the weekend in just a moment, but we'll take your phone calls. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 888 9 Joining us now, Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve now joins us here on the program. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon to you, Mr. J.J. Jackson. And Hello, you sir. Have my condolences, <laughs> but apparently my eating the Snickers candy bar worked. Yes, the, uh, the, the Tar Heels got it done. They got it done and upset my Duke Blue Devils. All right. Well, um, you know, I understand the grieving process, you know, can vary uh, with each person. So you you take a lot of time for that, okay? Yes, sir. All right. How about a big shout-out and a war down to the committee, the Naismith Committee, that finally did it right. They awarded who? Mr. Walker Kessler, Defensive Player of the Year. That's right. It's been fun to talk about that a little bit today. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I was really – uh, wondering you know, if he was going to get it, if they're going to give it to Mr. You-Know-Who, Oscar Sheway. Yep, but Walker walked away with the award, which was outstanding. He walked away with it. All right. Now, guys, I'm going to be real quick, un- uncharacteristically. Uh, the line tonight is minus four, North Carolina. Can you pull for North Carolina, Mr. J.J., or not? I can't. We talked about that in the open of the show a little bit. Tom asked me about it, and it would be like a uh, – Auburn fan having to pull for Alabama, and I just I can't get myself to do it. I've never been able to in my life, so I just don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Well, my only reason is asking this because, you know, I don't want to see that cheater. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Bill Self, is that his name? Yes, the uh, the head okay. coach at Kansas. Yeah, uh, I don't want to see them win because, uh, you know, they're like to me uh, the, the Will Wade uh, for LSU uh, in the same category. And I find it remarkable, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but I, had, I heard no mention, not one iota, about the NCAA charges brought against Bill Self. Have you guys heard anything during the Final Four? No, I have not heard anything about uh, any, anything that's happened with that Kansas program. They made no mention of it, guys. None of the, none of the announcers. Uh, I find that remarkable. I can also assure you 
uh, and people willing to, to, to challenge me on it, but if it had been Bruce Pearl and our team in the Final Four, some mention would have been made about past uh, NCAA violations. Would it not have? I mean, I would assume so. They would have brought it up at some point. Yeah, but not about not about Kansas and their shenanigans. Well, so there it goes. You know, they have their golden childs and those who they despise. But anyway, yeah, I'm not pulling for Kansas. So with that said, I understand your position, J.J., and I respect it, but I just can't pull for cheaters. Yes, sir. So with all that, guys, thank goodness the – uh, the, the baseball team. Uh, Big win over LSU this series. weekend. And the softball team. Oh, my gosh. I just, you know, they should have had that comeback, but they, they couldn't uh, Heartbreaking, couldn't yeah. Close, yeah. though. Fine. Look good. But the, the, the gymnastics team, we're going, we're going to the NCAA. That's right. Now, let me ask you guys, uh, when's the last time our gymnastics team had gone to the NCAA? Because I haven't looked it up. Uh, it's been a while. Let me, uh, I, I couldn't tell I you exactly yeah. when. Um, they've been they've been close a couple times, but they haven't gotten there. But I don't I'm know. I'm just wondering how long it's been. Uh, try to get that information for you. Um, okay. Let me let me see if I can uh, find that for you. It's been a minute or so. Are you sure it's happened before? That's a great question. Because Tom, I mean, the way Tom was, I, I don't know that it's happened. I mean, this I, is really uh, exciting for Auburn gymnastics. To be in this position. Oh, so maybe we have not ever done this. Possibly. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you guys any longer. I know you got more important phone calls to take. So thank you for taking my quick phone call. And uh, y'all have a relaxing uh, afternoon and evening. Stay safe, guys. And uh, until next time, War Eagle always. War Eagle, our buddy retired Wardam Steve, joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 to be a part of the show. I don't know for certain that they have ever made it this far. Uh, in this stage of the so, postseason, I was, so I was looking at the trying to find the athletics uh, release, and it didn't have anything about it in the athletics release that was sent to us on Saturday. And I would believe they would say this is the last time or first time since whatever yada yada. So maybe it hasn't. Yeah. Uh, all right. Best and worst of the weekend. Here we go. We do it every single week. Now time for the best Woo-hoo! and worst. No. No! No! Of the weekend. Best and worst of the weekend here on Sports Call today. Brooks Childress, what is your best of the weekend? Best of the weekend? Uh, I would have to say the sports world in general. Auburn baseball getting, or the Auburn sports world. Real, sports world in general. Auburn baseball getting winning two out of three at LSU. The uh, gymnastics team I was in, uh, me and my fiance Grace were in Neville Arena on Saturday afternoon, evening for that uh, matchup, and that was really, really fun to be to be in there. Uh, a lot of great – it was just – it was a great atmosphere. You had all the parents there for all four teams that were competing, and it was just a raucous environment. Uh, the Final Four game that night, Duke-North Carolina, was just an absolute barn burner of a game. Phenomenal, phenomenal game. And, yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a great weekend all around in the sports world, so I, I'm going to go vague. And the, my best was the entire weekend in sports. Tom, worst of the weekend for you. Oh, worst of the weekend. He wasn't ready for that, Brooks. I, yeah, threw I was, him ready, off. That's I was what ready for best. I, I like when I stump someone's toe. Yeah. I'm cool. Um, I, you know, and it's not, oh, man, I, I hate to say this is the worst because, I mean, I understand, but I, I guess it's disappointing that Walker Kessler de, uh, declared for the NBA draft and, and sounds like he's signed with an agent, and so he's done. I, I was really holding out hope that Walker was going to be back and be a part of this team next year, especially with Trayon 
uh, 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 Johan Treor coming in um, and potentially some other guys. And you look at recruits they already have, and it's like, man, if you if you if you keep Walker Kessler as a piece of that puzzle, Auburn's going to be super dangerous next year. I get it. He does. He did what he felt like he needed to do. But I was just I was very hopeful that uh, Kessler was going to be back. And when I saw that he was not, that was disappointing. And so, therefore, that is the worst. What's your best of the weekend? Best of the weekend was just being able to get out of town, go up to Atlanta and hang out with Brian and my buddy Brian and his family. Uh, just getting to spend a weekend out of town and go up there and have some fun outside of Atlanta, drink some, uh, sat around a pat outdoor patio around a fire pit and drank some extremely good bourbon and Got up Sunday morning, went to between Austell, Georgia, and, and Atlanta, and did some photography, and came on back. So just a nice weekend to get away. Brooks, your is it your worst of my the weekend of now? The weekend. Okay, your worst of the weekend. Uh, my worst of the weekend is not in the sports world. Uh, it was the passing of actress Estelle Harris, who was uh, most known for her role as George Costanza's mo- uh, mother on Seinfeld, Mrs. Costanza. She was also did the voice for Mrs. Potato Head on uh, Toy Story. Phenomenal uh, actress. She was great in the comedic roles. Uh, she passed away over the weekend, and so that is my worst. That uh, the the world lost a, a really good comedic actor this or actress this weekend. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, I think my worst is pretty obvious. The fact that Mike Shashevsky's career came to a close after 42 years leading the Duke men's basketball program. People that uh, you two, no no dog in the fight at all. Yeah. In, in this, what is it like though for you? I mean, you guys are sports fans. You guys know the iconic figures in sports. For someone, Tom, that doesn't have a dog in the fight, what was that like? I'm really curious to to see Coach K walk off the floor for the final time. Uh, I mean, I hate it anytime I see somebody, uh, you know, a a legend leaving the sport. I mean, you hate to see a legend walk off the floor for the last time or walk off the field or anything for the last time with a loss. Uh, Unfortunately, that's kind of the way it is in sports because typically once that top guy is going out, they don't go out as a winner unless they choose to go out as a winner. They, They could win a Super Bowl and announce right then and there, hey, I'm retiring and I'm done. Peyton Manning. Sure. So there is that. But when you announce it early and they have, you know, a whole season of preparing for that, Typically, that guy is, or, or that that man or woman is not going to go out a winner. So uh, it would have been a very cool story to see Coach K uh, get to the title game and even win a national title in his last game. That would have just been a storybook finish, but that's unfortunately not reality half the time. But uh, yeah, he's gonna, uh, he's going to be missed in in the world of college basketball. That's for sure. For somebody that was there for forty two years, kind of what was most impressive to me, and I saw a lot of people talking about this, which was cool. Mike Krzyzewski made you care one way. Like, you couldn't find, really, you can't find an impartial Duke person. Right. Like, you either love him or you hate him. And that's just crazy to sit there and think about. He's been there forever. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's hard for me to kind of come to grips with the fact that, hey, (laughs) you know, the guy is no longer going to be leading the Duke Blue Devils basketball program. Uh, here we go. At best and worst of the weekend, your stupid criminal uh, of the week to give you about. Police in northern Texas, we're talking about Wichita Falls, Texas, say that a woman has been banned from a local Walmart after she spent several hours driving an electric shopping cart around the store and the parking lot while drinking wine 
from a Pringles can. From a Pringles can? Yes. <laughs> what in the world? What gets into some people, man? It was it was it it was fine and it was fine and it was fine and then we hit the Pringles can and it's that just took us the left turn. The city is about 125 miles northwest of Dallas near the Oklahoma border and the spokesperson said the woman had reportedly been riding the electric cart around the parking lot for about 3 hours. They eventually found her in a nearby restaurant and told her that uh, you were not allowed to go back to the store. Was she getting a refill? Spotted, uh, <laughs> yeah, drinking wine from a Pringles can on an electric cart. Is that the only thing you can find to put the wine in? That's one, that's one can? way to spend three hours of an afternoon. Did I want to know if she washed the Pringles can out because are you <laughs> drinking wine with like Pringles flakes in it? <laughs> well, you know, after a while you have to drink the Pringles out of the can. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, you your hand's not going to get down there. Yeah, you yeah. can't stick your whole arm down to the bottom of it. So you kind of got to drink them, dump them into your mouth. So maybe that's what she's used to. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, you know, just said, I'm going to go for a stroll around the parking lot. Man, these sour cream and onion Pringles have got a strong flavor <laughs> yeah. to them. They've turned to liquid all of a sudden. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's wrap up our show today by giving you our nightly TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. All right, it's our nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola on very, 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 very rare occasions does Tom Peavy deliver our nightly TV guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. But one of those rare occasions is today. So, Tom, you've got the rundown in front of us here. What is coming up on television tonight? All right. Well, first of all, uh, if you're looking for a movie, you know, if uh, eh, this does not involve the animal of this kingdom, but uh, The Wolf of Wall Street... Coming on Showtime at 7 p.m. Central. This does not involve actual wolves. I was about to say, very, very poignant lack of actual wolves in this movie. This is not Teen Wolf. This is the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, At 8 Central p.m., there is a game on tonight that uh, some people may have heard of on TBS. WWE, right? Was that WWE, right? Uh, yes, right. yes. Whatever, whatever's the the. Well, out- you know, they had WrestleMania. I think yeah. last yeah. night. Stone Cold Steve Austin's back. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the NCAA men cha- men's basketball championship finals tonight: Kansas versus UNC. Go Jayhawks! 8 p.m. Central on TBS. On Stars Encode tonight. White House Encore. Da- Encore. Oh, it says encode. Auto-correct. I'm sorry. Encore. Encore. Stars Encore. See, that's how much I watch Stars Encore. <laughs> white uh, white Downhouse. He's this not is, lying. It does say encode. I, I, but I, this also says White Downhouse. I'm assuming this is White JJ. House Down. It's White House Down. I can't type it too fast. <laughs> oh, it's 8 Tatum. o'clock tonight. It's That's a good move. I've seen that. Jamie Foxx, yeah. I believe, in it as Jamie well. Jamie Foxx is the president. White House Down, 8 o'clock uh, on Stars Encore. Yeah, not White Down House. That's, All right, let's see if I made uh, any that, other mistakes. That's the X-rated version <laughs> of White House Down. Let's see if I um, made any other mistakes. Uh, this one looks okay. 8.30 p.m. Central on Paramount, The Sandlot. Great film. Great Love film. that film. Watch. I try to watch. Killing every, me, Smalls. Yes. Jay, you're killing me, JJ. <laughs> I try to watch it every Fourth of July. It's, it's a good just, time to watch. It's it, just yeah. got the bet. One of the best Fourth of July scenes of all any TV oh, uh, yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, 10:30 p.m. Central on Stars. Snow White and the Huntsman. I'm sure JJ has watched that one. I have not. Chris Evans and um, 
Oh, what's the girl's name? Never seen it. From Twilight. Know. What's the girl's name from the Twilight? That's the... Elizabeth something? No. No, Beth Stewart? Something. Yeah, Beth Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, yeah, Kristen Stewart and uh, Chris Evans. Not Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Chris Hemsworth. Cool. Uh, if you're into cool. singing, if you don't want to watch basketball and you're into the singing stuff, 7 p.m. on ABC American Idol. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, now, this is one that's kind of right up my alley at 7 p.m. Not that I'm going to be able to watch it, but on the Food Network at 7 p.m., the Spring Baking Championship. That's well, just It's a very cool show. Those what shows just make me too spring hungry. Baking? Uh, so it's a competition, and, it, and the stuff that they bake is more spring-oriented, like the... The ingredients are more spring. The colors are more spring colors okay. and things like that. So, yeah. Um, it just makes me too hungry to watch that stuff. Uh, 7 p.m. on Oxygen Snapped Killer Couples. You ever seen those shows before? I, I've seen some of them, Wicked. Yeah. It's just like the true stories of couples that... Turned into murder yeah. all of a like sudden. Like they both went wrong. They both, like one, one killed, killed the other. The other. Oh, yeah. No. Don't let Grace watch that. <laughs> and then finally tonight on A&E at 9 p.m., Secrets of the Chippendales Murders. Like Chippendales. The, the chipmunks? No, that's what I was going to say. Not the Chippendales like the uh, cartoon characters, but the actual male striptease Chippendales. Uh, the Secrets of the oh. Chippendales. Uh it's an A and E series. There's also Secrets of the Playboy Mansion uh, that follows along with that, and it's kind of the end. it's people that are have been involved in that that are coming out with the sordid details of uh, behind the scenes of the Chippendales or behind the scenes of being inside the Playboy Mansion. It's just kind of all the the dirty, down, and sordid secrets of, of that type of stuff, and it's a whole series of shows that kind of uncover all that. Man, so that's your nightly TV guide. Tom, thank you for being here today. I enjoyed it as always. Brooks, I appreciate you stopping by as well. I did stop by. And we being should on thank the show you for stopping by. I stopped by. And, Every yeah. now and then. Uh, Tom, I'll see you on Wednesday. I will be here Wednesday. Brooks, I'll see you sometime Maybe soon. Maybe some wacky sure. Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks to Kevin Ives for being a part of our program. For Brooks Childress and Tom Peavy, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.